<laughs> All right, this is Randalicious. Welcome to the 77th Hexes podcast. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the March Gillinor Gazette, uh, Soul Wars, the poll 70 blog poll results, and the PvP status update announcement. So we're going to be going with uh, four people on this podcast. We had a uh, Dan was going to be on it, but he's sick. Um, and then Sween was in here uh, five minutes ago, but the uh, servers are um, down. There's a lot of login issues. So Sween had to leave us uh, just two minutes ago. It'll be They made a couple posts about what's been going on with the login servers, and you can follow the updates on the old school RS Twitter for what's going on with that. But that's why uh, we're, uh, we're down two from the initial um, start here. But um, this podcast and all other future podcasts available at YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and every, everything else. Um, open up our clan Discord to the public. You guys can join uh, with the link. And I'll link you guys here uh, in the chat, but it'll also be like in the video description. But let's get to it. I'm Randalicious, and I'm the leader of Hexus. Uh, Abra, Bronze Star, and Hexus. Matt, yeah. please speak. I had my mouth full of beans on toast. <laughs> I'm Manked, and I'm a Pika. Uh, enjoy my dead man mode and all things like that. My name's Ian. Uh, I stream Old School RuneScape, probably as a PKer as well. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. All right, so you guys, it's the first time that uh, you guys have been on a podcast. Um, some people that watch um, the Skilling podcast may not be as familiar with uh, PKers. Give the, uh, people a little bit more information about yourself and uh, like your RuneScape experience. I'll go first again in them. Um, yep. I've PK'd for, I'd say, probably around 15 years or so. I started playing a normal account, and then it got hacked by my friend because I overtook him in combat level. And then I made a new account <laughs> to PK on, and uh, I've been PKing ever since. Um, and then I'd say where people may know me from is from either Dead Man Mode or All Stars. How many DMMs have you won? Two. Both, both technicals as well, but... All Stars was a solid, clean slate in there, so it was good. 15-0, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, my background in PvP is I pretty much similar to Manked. About 15 years ago, I played the game normally, and then I got hacked as well. Not by a friend, luckily, but still, I got hacked, lost all my stuff. I almost had enough money to buy a Santa, so it was devastating. I made a free-to-play pure and PK'd there till about 2010, and then I became a member. Started risk fighting, um, watched a few videos, started making videos, got a Chris Archie feature, which st- kickstarted my channel. And then, um, of course, Old School came out, streamed that as well, mostly PvP. I've casted the DMM tournaments, um, contracted by Jagex. I've not competed any. I did do the All Stars, was too nervous to, to get very far. <laughs> but uh, I still PK now, and I've also got a pure Iron Man that's at the end game stage. Um, and yeah, I love, I love RuneScape, as we all do. All right, good shit. So we're going to talk about the Illinois Gazette. Uh, they made this news post a couple couple weeks ago. I get here, and in that, um, you know, so with kind of where we're going to be with this, we're going to talk, first. We're going to talk about the Gazette, and we're going to move on to like Soul Wars Pull Seventy blog, and then the like back half of the podcast is going to be we'll be talking about the PvP stuff <clears throat> that they uh, posted about. So. They have um, they made a post about um, pretty much like PVM achievement diary and what they stated was like you know 
The idea is to have various tasks and challenges against bosses, ranging from kill the giant mole without receiving any damage to complete the inferno in under 70 minutes. So what do you guys think about uh, like a PVM achievement diary, and what do you think some of the rewards that would come from this should be? I think, personally, it's always a good thing to have things like that, like goals to try and achieve, and it kind of makes it a bit more interesting than kind of doing the same thing over and over. Um, for rewards, comparing it to the normal achievement diary, you couldn't really do XP, I don't think, but it could be an option. But you could just do like a monetary gain if you uh, complete the achievement or something like that. I love the idea of this. Um, just achievement diaries in general. It was uh, it's a really cool, cool thing in RuneScape, but I don't, I don't think they ever did it really that well. Um, they did it so many years ago now, and it was done by Reach, I think, at the time. Um, they've not changed it since then, really. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for PVM challenges. I'm not really much of a PVMer. I think it's an awesome thing to give some players like a bit of um, <clears throat> direction and uh, more goals to go for. As for some kind of reward, uh, I'm not opposed to XP lamps, to be honest. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, anything. P I guess it'd be better if it was PVM related as well. I don't, I don't know how that'd be balanced, really. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like the idea. I think it's awesome. Encourage people to try different PVM as well. Yeah, I, I really like the like what would obviously be like more of the high end difficulty with the complete the inferno in under seventy minutes as a challenge, where like it gives people something to like a a good goal for people to go at, and I really like the idea of it a lot. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of other things that they could do with um, trying to get, you know, uh, like on the difficult end of how they can do it. I mean, some of it could be like pretty heavily RNG based, but you know, it's going to give people, I, I like, I like the idea of it rewards. I guess. Yeah. Like XP lamps <clears throat> with um, the achievement diaries. Do we have like all pieces of equipment slots right now? Is it like we do? Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> I wonder what they could uh, possibly give then. Uh, about uh, so like max cape, you know, that kind of acts as like a holy wrench. Maybe you could give it like a, Give an item that's like a holy wrench plus, and it gives even more of a. I, I don't know, thinking out loud, but something How like you guys that. Think about maybe cosmetics and stuff like that. <clears throat> are you guys opposed to those? I haven't, I haven't really uh, heard your opinions on on that kind of thing. I think so. Generally fine. Yeah, I'd I'd be all good for cosmetics. Maybe give them a like a, a cape that could probably maybe work out. You were saying about like the, uh, the under seventy minute inferno, something like a, a trim or something on the inferno cave itself. If you finished all these really master level, Ooh. master level <laughs> things, that's you know? an idea Ooh. there. It'd be pretty cool, dude. Fuck my holy wrench. That's a that's an awesome idea. But yeah, it, it wouldn't, they should go like super over the top though. The master one, they should have not just only like a seventy minute inferno, but like like a two man tob or something as well. Like some some really. End game stuff that only a, a handful of players are, are really that accustomed to doing, and you have to like really put the what the hours into actually to get there. I think a trimmed Inferno Cave sounds spectacular. Or even I know um, I think it was back with the Fire Cave though they threw around like recolors of that. I don't know, but anywho, I'm I'm a huge fan of this, especially because this is more generally skill based rather than just you know time based to like get skills up. So. That's that's why I love this, and then I know other things were like um, take no damage from Sarah, so you gotta get your perk flicks on point. That's sick. Uh, yeah, there's so, there's so much they can do, isn't there? Yeah, 
But um, yeah, also it's it's a little difficult with rewards. I, I'm a big fan of that, like just cosmetic for a couple things, or maybe it would be some other item, or not not a pet, but um, something with like transmogs on it for a couple different states, or just you know something that just kind of represents PVM as a whole. I don't know, some with the skull. I don't know, whatever. Although no, that's more like PK. But um, yeah, big 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 good stuff. All right, so a working Soul Wars prototype. They uh, discussed this on one of the, um, I think it was uh, one of the Q and A's uh, recently, where they uh, completed by the mods. I think it was Ed and Lenny um, said that they have got Soul Wars in like a prototype kind of working state um, to be pulled, and you know I, I would expect this to be on a future poll soon. But um, if and when it does get pulled, would you vote yes? Um, to it and what do you remember about the mini game if you were around when it initially came out and what changes would you like to see done to soul wars if it were to be adapted into old school personally i uh i didn't play it that much pre-oc i don't know why um i think i preferred fist of gothics because it was more like 1v1 i felt like i was kind of doing more um so yeah I'd, i kind of had minimal play time for it so i'm not sure I think I'll just uh, skip that question, to be honest. I'll let other people decide if they wanted it or not, because I'd be happy either way, essentially. All right. I don't really recall much about it um, when it did come out, but some of the stuff that I was uh, did some reading on it is that, like, they'd really need to put in, like, some kind of act- activity timer or something to prevent people from just, like, AFKing and abusing it <clears throat> to where it would then create... Goddamn, hold on. <clears throat> Some uh, certain account builds um, that, that might not be desirable. So maybe they need to uh, put in some, you know, different um, like requirements just to be able to do it. Um, so it's better to be handled. But I think like the concept of it is pretty good. Um, I, I'd support it um, if, with, you know, a few changes to it. I mean, if you don't do anything, you know, maybe like similar to the activity timer, like in pest control. If you're not doing anything, you get no rewards or you get kicked or, out or something like that. Or fishing trawler. Or yeah, or fishing trawler. I think that that'd be that'd be the key to having it be a fun mini game that people are enjoying cuz like you know, as with like all content, you got to think about like is it the rewards that people like from stuff or is it the actual content that people mm-hmm. actually like, you know, like see uh like stealing creation when people talking about how like they feel about that, you know, is it the content or is it the rewards? So I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd vote yes to it though. Honestly, for me, I I actually enjoyed ceiling creation as content, but uh, yeah, the biggest reason people did it was the rewards. But anyways, uh, Soul Wars. I think I'd probably also just skip it because I never played it. I I don't care for it. I know they've already discussed like the rewards, like uh, got the XP stuff because of what it could do. Also, yeah, I gotta make sure it can't be, like, botted or abused. But, uh, I'm not, like, opposed to it, especially because it seems like a lot of the work is kind of already done, so it wouldn't really be taking a lot of dev time. And plus, I had forgotten how big the team has gotten. We're, like, over 30 people now. So... I, I thought it was every... I thought it was in the lower 20... Okay, go sorry, go ahead. I'm pretty sure it's slow 30. <clears throat> oh, yeah, and then Every... on the previous question, I, I remember um, in terms of rewards, you got to be really careful because you don't want to make bossing and such easier. There you go, that's it. 
I was going to say, um, on that <clears throat> that topic of the the team growing, I was looking at the news post recently, and the names at the bottom. It was just like so many uh, J mods that I just don't really recognize. Yeah, I don't even recognize them at this point because I I don't tune to the Q and A's as much as I, I probably should. And then uh, yeah, it's just it's grown so so much uh, recently, which I guess is it's a good thing too because it means more uh, more resources can be put into different areas, and it's not hopefully going to be a case of them having to decide between maybe PVM or skilling or PVP, and they can uh, you know balance balance things out a bit better. Um, on the topic of Soul Wars, though, I used to love Soul Wars. It was uh, as a pure, especially back then, it was one of the best ways to train an account. Now, uh, with the content versus reward thing that you that you talked about, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I, w I would say that, like Max said, it's a multi kind of situation. So for PVP specifically. It is just a big cluster, a big mess, <laughs> um, but it, it can be quite fun too, and it's a nice opening, a nice way in for a lot of players to like get into PvP because it's it's quite casual, and it's uh, it's also the same kind of PvP that you see in Rev Caves too, which is where a lot of people start out. Um, as for the activity bar as well, so if, from what I remember, what you do is you'd go outside your little spawn area, and then you'd pick up like 20 bones, an inventory of bones that people had died for, obviously. And then you die again, or you'd walk back into the safe zone. And every legit two, three minutes, you just bury one bone for the entire game. And that would be <laughs> your Soul Wars experience, pretty much. And it was one of the best ways, if not the best way, to get um, stats up with with no hit point gain to be like a, a prod account, if that makes sense. Like a glass cannon build with really high offense and very little defense. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Um, but I do have concerns as well that it could just be a case where... Like you said before, people are just looking for the the reward and not so much the, the content. If it's too easy just to to sit on the sidelines and uh, AFK, a bit like the pump method is in uh, in Blast Furnace that a lot of people use. And um, but I think I think overall though, like a new way to to make new builds, to make more pures, or to get into PvP in general is nothing but a good thing. Um, and the reward wise, like the XP used to be really good, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm for it. It's a, it's a nostalgic thing as well for a lot of people that used to play back in that era. So I can't think of any negatives really, apart from like like we said before, the potential to maybe abuse it and just just AFK too hard for the best XP per hour. But I'm sure they they'd realize that now and balance it around that. How much XP per hour were people able to get? Uh, off the top of my head, I, I don't really know, but I, I'm going to guess like 60k to 100k, probably that's, at the higher levels. That seems more than I recall. I recall it like not. It being might be. That great, it yeah. might be 40, 50k, but I, I just remember seeing like those are product accounts back then. Obviously, yeah, that, that, that was, was a huge issue. So people would have like 99 strength and range and stuff with like 70 hit points. They've just AFK'd or botted away in Soul Wars. Yeah. The way you, you meant you talked about the activity with just like bearing bones every couple of minutes, that seems like quite a problem. They would have to do it a little bit different than that. Pretty I, I fatally think, flawed. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would think it would have something more to do with like actually being involved in the activities. Like if you've been in combat within the past however many seconds exactly. or you've... I don't even remember what the objectives were, but if you've interacted so th with the objectives, there was like a boss on each side. And yeah, you yeah like there, were, there were the titans, fight. and then you can fight yeah. their NPCs. But what was it at the center of it? In it was to destroy. It was to destroy. So you had to like get a certain yeah, amount of yeah. souls by killing people and then put them somewhere into the middle, I think, or something like that. And then, okay. then you'd lower a shield or something, I think. Or I'm not 100 percent sure. It's been yeah. so many years now. You have to but kill anyways, the boss. so it was like yeah. it was like PVM combined with PVP. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, as long as you actually are interacting with the major pieces of content, oh yeah, then it's fine. I, I don't want people to just bury bones for activity. No, absolutely. They could just make that not count for, towards activity. I think it's one of the situations where we have to really put our trust into Jagex that if they are to, if it was to pass a poll and stuff, that they'd actually you know balance it well. And I guess that's something that a lot of people would disagree with and 
who, who knows what's going to end up happening. We'd want something that's that's obviously balanced. To, um, I don't know. I, I think they care enough to be. I think they care enough to be careful with it because they even like brought it to our attention. It's mm. like if it was just a fun little oh we can do this, then I don't know. They might have not even mentioned it, but it seems like they have some intentions with this. One thing that I didn't initially think about with Soul War is kind of what you were saying is that um, is that it could be a good introduction for people to get into PvP, which I think is pretty like a pretty underrated aspect that the content can provide because you know for for some people getting into PvP may be like if they were to go out uh, like Deep Wildy or anything like that and just try to learn PKing like that or just any kind of PvP that way it's gonna be I I think it would be a pretty rough experience for them just trying to get to learn it whereas they can do something a little bit more casual like in terms of soul wars that you know would be a good way of introducing them to uh pvp so that was something i hadn't thought about before and i think is a real good point yeah a bit like how lms works and i, th I think as well as that you know with castle wars always it's not as predominant as it used to be because of lack of updates just in general the the rewards being minimal but um if souls had good rewards as well i think that'd be a bit of a, a competitive um field being brought to the table as well where clans would probably form and people would actually like maybe do some some kind of big wars and stuff like that in soul wars as well so i think there's a lot of potential with it but it really comes down to how much commitment and time jx will have to put in and resources they can put into an update like this because if they just clone it then there will be there will be a lot of problems like we've identified but um, a, it could be, huge, could be really good i'm a huge fan of more uh well more but um just in general doing mini game uh, elo systems that's something i love because i think isn't the only one that actually properly exists the <laughs> rune link uh, like the stuff in the game room i don't even know like, how that works like there's but... stuff on the high scores for bounty hunter and whatnot but yeah, yeah there's, LMS, there's but really those are just points it's not like an elo system and it's a time thing it's just a time sink like more time put yeah, any more time equals higher number exactly yeah i don't like that either Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, next, we'll talk about um, the full seventy game improvements blog. And but before we talk about that first, let's talk about there being thirty nine questions on it. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because, uh, like, Sween was talking about it on their uh, recent um, like remote Q and A that they did. That like, do you guys think that thirty nine questions is too many for a poll? Um, you know, just specifically the quantity of it. Is that is that too many for a poll? Should this have been maybe split up into like two polls or something? Because I, I don't know. In my opinion, I think that 39 is way too many. Like how many people saw 39 questions and then just said, not even going to bother. And didn't decide to vote as a result of there being way too many questions. I don't know. Manked, what do you think? Yeah, I can see that being quite an issue. I mean, if I saw 39 questions uh, in a poll, yeah, I'd probably be disheartened by the end of it and kind of vote not really thinking about everything properly. Uh, but at the same time, I get they want to get as much information as possible from people. So that's probably why they did it. And maybe splitting it into two different polls, maybe they wouldn't have as many people voting on both polls compared to if they just did it all in one. Um, but yeah, personally... Towards the end of the poll, I probably wouldn't think that clearly. So, yeah, personally, <laughs> I wouldn't have that many questions in the poll. I think that's the most that they've ever had in one. Jesus. I'd have to look through for that. 
Uh, I mean, there's still a good amount of people that voted on it, despite that many questions. It was like 51,000. Yeah, but, um, it was a good turnout. Yeah. I, on on its face value, 39 does seem quite excessive, and I can see where you're coming from. But when you actually look at the questions, it's not that bad, since there's no major piece of content in there. It's mostly like quality of life, kind of like small buffs and tweaks. So that's not really too much of an issue for me. Was this the poll where they um, polled the change to the new armor? Uh, which are you talking about? Uh, the the stuff from Nightmare. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, yeah, I think it's within there. Yeah, it's down yeah, that was that was the one thing that like Is stuck. That Wintertod, and a couple other like a lot of small things. Um. Yeah, it it does seem like a, a hell of a lot of questions. To be honest, I I'll be honest. I don't I don't vote, or I'm not as um, into voting as I used to be. It's mostly the the topics that like PvP related that I super get into nowadays. But um, yeah, thirty nine questions. I don't know, dude. I, I feel like most people just vote yes anyway. This is probably a different topic altogether regarding the poll system. And I feel like Jagex kind of know at this point what they can pass and what they can't pass. So they're very careful with the questions they ask, um, for the most part. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Thirty nine questions. I don't know. There's not many people apart from really committed players like you guys and uh, and the high level player base that I think are really going to get into that and want to want to vote based <laughs> on the actual the actual blog on thirty nine questions. That's a lot to digest. It's a lot to think about, and a lot of people just won't um, be able to. Yeah, like I think all the pros and cons, in my opinion. I think it actually works out decently with the time because of like people them uh, working remotely. This is more like True. things to kind of focus on because you still can communicate with the team for those big updates, but it probably won't be as cohesive as it would have been if they're all in the office face to face. That's that's just my thought. Yeah, looking through actually, all right, they are there are a lot of quality of life stuff, I guess, in this uh, in this poll particularly. Yeah, I, I, like at what point do you think voting on the questions you would just almost like get numb to like reading? It? I mean, how much are people actually reading the questions after like the thirtieth question? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think there was one question in here that really upset me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand if it's passed or not. It said, "Should we add the Keris and the Bear Heads to Purdue's shop?" Right, and it had seventy uh, percent yes. But it was a bunch of skit. Oh, I did pass. Thank God yeah, you're for looking that. At, you're looking at the website. Okay, cool. Because like, I saw the website po- just yes divided by three. Thank you. Ah, gotcha. Because yeah, the questions aren't don't yeah. don't count as that. But yeah. I, I saw that and I was 20, like, so. I was like, no way. People have spite voted to allowing viewers to get a goddamn cosmetic back again from Purdue. But um, I'm I'm still upset for you guys about the whole blessed chaps and van races oh, thing. That was so uh, many situations. Because people don't yours. know how they worked in the first place. Because I think they should just repoll that, but specifically say in the question, hey, it doesn't already require defense for the normal versions. It's very much how they word it. There's another example of that with yeah. the, um, the, the spiked manacles that came in a few months ago from medium level clue scrolls. That was a one defense pure item, but they didn't okay. specify that it was one defense pure item. Uh-huh. And therefore it I, I don't remember, they might have. But I yeah, that's that's the big thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's happened at least a couple times where they pull something, it fails, they pull it again, but like word it better and it passes. Yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So next question uh, is that crystal shards and crystal dust were pulled to be tradable. 
Uh, these items currently are untradeable and are only obtained through doing content in Prifdinis. So, like doing like the farming or woodcutting or the agility course or even like volcano. Um, the question on making them tradable with a 12k elk price uh, failed. It had 59%. Yes. However, there is a question uh, right after that, question number nine, which allows the shards to realistically be obtained in a tradable fashion. Uh, pretty much if you buy the, uh, the seeds. What? Yeah, so if you buy the seeds, you can exchange <laughs> them for shards. The shards are untradeable, but you can buy the seeds and exchange them. Um, you know, I'm sorry, you can buy the seeds and exchange them for shards. Which I don't, I don't, I don't like. So in a roundabout way, they are still, they are 100% tradable. Um, so should this roundabout way of obtaining them not be allowed, since the question about them being tradable failed? Abra, I know you're big on the uh, in in the uh, shard and seed uh, game. Let me hear it. Well, I don't have any seeds now, so it's not as relevant. But it was interesting seeing how much quicker this time around they spiked up than when you know the quest first came out because people didn't know enough but anyways um i think the only problem here really is that they didn't realize that potential roundabout if they only pulled nine then it'd be fine i am fine with the results of these two questions how they kind of interact the only little thing that happens because of this is there's less kind of uh I don't know. You, you when you have shards from whatever avenue, you have to use them. That's that's I don't know. That's interesting. But in terms of if you want to buy them, the only difference is the fidelity of which you can. It's only in multiples of like ten. You can't buy like a single shard or something. So it's not bad with that. But I, I like that being able to trade in stuff fast because I think those items should have worth. The armor seeds don't trade in for enough for it to be worth so they're not gonna change in price but like the weapon seed will go up so it's nice having more reward from wherever you get the weapon seed you know uh i don't even remember where all it comes from now it doesn't come from zora it comes from gauntlet and stalkano i think but yeah, yeah having more price on those is good kind of like a, a mini floor um but yeah if the actual shards were tradable it would have been interesting that you could properly without having the higher herb lore profit from um, doing trees. But yeah, and it, it doesn't impact me because like I already have all the shards I need for mining. I don't need to buy them if I feel lazy. But uh, yeah, I'm overall fine with this. I disagree pretty heavily. I think that this is uh, a first, it's a very flawed question in that the question itself should have been related to like specifically on uh, like if, you know, question eight fails, or I'm sorry, it should have been like, if question eight passes, should you also be able to exchange it? So I, I don't like this at all. I mean, they're still tradable. I don't like it. This, I mean, it hasn't, if they can just override this, and they've done it before with a couple things where something has passed the poll and they've said, yeah, maybe we're not going to actually do that. Uh, I think they, they most recently did it a few months ago um, with that. Um, with the tone? Yeah, uh, yeah, it would like the for magic. Sirens. Yeah, sirens stuff. Yeah, so hopefully they kind of uh, uh, look at this in the same way. Mm. Um, 
because I don't I don't think that this should be allowed at all. It it failed M- making them tradable failed. So why did the next question about making them still essentially tradable pass? I don't like it. shouldn't shouldn't be coming. It changes so much with Prif. Um, like obviously you get the shards so you can get the boost in uh, XP while doing fishing, woodcutting, mining. Um, if I like if I, I never would have done the Prif course, you know, I did like I don't know maybe like forty mil XP at the Prif course just so I could get the uh, shards that I need for two hundred mil mining. I w- I wouldn't have touched Prif if I knew that I could just buy the shards. Um, I I don't like this at all. That is interesting because it, it would kind of make it so you wouldn't need to interact with the content there. That was yeah. the whole point of like they wanted you to do the content to get the shards. Yeah, that's that. I, like that's, I re- I really liked uh, how unique it was, and then like I know like for wood cutting now, obviously there you got like the one and a half tick um on Fossil Island, but I know that there are some people that like do their wood cutting, two tick wood cutting in Prif with the um you know so they can get shards as they're going about doing it and you know i i don't know man i i just don't i just don't like how the whole the whole purpose of like drawing people to go in in i mean a strong reason to draw people to go to prif and engage in the content there was so they could get these untradeable rewards now they can just buy them I, I don't I don't support it at all, especially since the question specifically about making them tradable failed. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I found something really interesting. I wasn't going to really chime in here originally, and then I I uh, heard you guys talking about it. Um, the other thing I would say is, <laughs> but didn't they nerf Zalcano recently because it was just like, considered way too OP? Yeah, the uh, drop drop table was uh, dropped by about like thirty to thirty five percent less uh, GP an hour. But Part surely this would, this oh, would just was, like cancel sorry. that out, wouldn't it? Um, not, like, not entirely, because... Was it not significant? Those, yeah, I don't think those were a significant portion. Like, they did overall decrease the GP that you got from it, but specifically the biggest issue of it was the Mithril Ore and Chaos Runes that plummeted and were used to trade in for Tuckle for um, yeah, Onyx. Onyxes, yeah. Yeah, that was the okay, biggest issue. Enough. Interesting. Alright, so... Um... Just a just a fun one here. They have all these um, transmogs of the uh, tangle root, uh, the farming pet, um, all these different kinds here. Do you guys think that um, the oh, do you guys think that pets should have like all different kind of uh, transformations like this? Uh, like, should they continue doing this with other pets that are currently in the game? Start cycling through some of the ones, and of the six that you have here which one would be your favorite just for i'm trying to, how they look i'm trying to find the pictures now but i can't find the different pictures of them it, but... it's on the document you just click over oh, transformations the and oh nice it, it took a few to load though sick um oh god they look awesome dude i'm gonna link them in oh, you've linked them already into the twitch chat yeah um i i am a big fan of any kind of cosmetics for something that's you know, just kind of like following you around. So people love pets in this game, man. It's it's such a unique thing to get when you get one as well. It's like, oh my god, I hit that ridiculously rare drop table. And you got the pet hunters. Obviously, you just go for every pet as well. I have my pets in my house, but I still like looking at them. Like my room crafting pet, for example, I got a low level that I love. Um, I think the best one out of those. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. They all look so cool. Uh, I like the one in the middle with the 
don't know, it's like an afro kind, not an afro. What, what are they going to think? Like green, green little things coming out of it with the red dragon fruit tree, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. That looks pretty cool. His beard. They all, they all got beards. Tree beard. <laughs> um, I'm keen on anything like that coming to the game. I don't think there's anything any negatives to it, in my opinion. As long as there's not too much dev time taken up, but it's all artist stuff anyway. So it's not taken away from any content. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see more of it. I don't know which I would have preferred. People originally were asking for it to be like kind of seasonal, you know, so like spring, summer, winter, that type of stuff. But I mean, this is still okay. Uh, in general, I'm a big fan of more transmods as long as they're like actually thematic and kind of appropriate. Yes. But um, I don't know. I'm not like a giant fan of these ones. Like, I guess out of these, the best that's not the base do you like one the, would be. Do, do you prefer the uh, original? I mean, I would say pretty much the original is best, and like second best is the Redwood. I, I don't really like the Anima one, the Herb one. I feel like could have had a lot more going on. The Dragon Fruit one is a little weird. Someone made a, <laughs> not a drawing, but some sort of, uh, maybe it was a drawing, um, of pretty much all of these. This is, these ones were came from the person's suggestion. Um, the one that the other person made of the Crystal Tree looked better, so this one's a little, I don't know. Actually, I don't remember if this is which one this is, but I feel like they could have been a little better. But I mean, obviously, this is all optional, so I'm not going to be bothered. But um, yeah, they're okay. I like the idea of it. It gives people more of an uh, incentive to pursue the content. And I think that the crystal one looks the best. Uh, I'm not sure what the, uh, like, I I'm not familiar. What is the very bright green one? What is that one? That uh, is the, the anima tree. For, um, in the farming guilds, like there's the Eosaur, Kronos, oh. oh. whatever the other one was. Looks like a white lily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On the top is a is a white lily. Oh wait, oh no, you're right. It's, white lily is just a flower. Oh, I thought it. Oh, so is whatever. that is that not the farming guild one then, or? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, all right. I, I um, barely did farming guild stuff. The uh, yeah, and I, and I was like 200 mil before it came out, so I'm not really familiar yeah, exactly. with it. The, the the crystal one I think looks best. Do you guys have it? The tangle root? Nope. Yeah. I uh, you don't. Nah, I, I think I had like around like a hundred mil XP or so at the time that the pets came out, which even still going like a hundred mil XP dry of it is a lot. But no, I d I don't have it. I, uh, I, don't, I and I, I don't I don't plan on doing any post two hundred mil. I I know obviously you know you can get that uh, at a very you can get it really quickly. Um no, like 15, the, right? Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to get that tree bit. Yeah, man. so long uh, in your house. Dude, they cost a lot of money. Like, seeds ain't cheap. <laughs> what is? Yeah, they are very expensive. For which? Isn't there like? Isn't isn't the best one to get the pet from the um the seaweed spore or something like that? I heard. Uh, depends what metric you're talking about. Like, obviously here, the best thing would probably be like real time, but um, fruit trees are all the same, right? So you just do like apple trees. Oh, really? Teak, oh. And mahog teak and mahogany have the same race, so you do teak. Alright, no uh, excuses now, Randy. Go yeah. get yourself well, a tangle root. I, I, I guess think I was, actually, I, I guess I think I was probably the worst one to get tangle root, because I went 150 mil dry, plus 17 days of post-sooner mil. Damn! I, 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 mean, did, I didn't know that fruit trees all had the same rate. I, I guess, like, yeah. yeah, like an apple tree seed is probably only, like... Yeah. They all take the same time to grow. Yeah, it's like what seven and a half hours or something. You can do like two or three a day. For a fruit tree, it's sixteen hours. 
Oh, 16. Oh, okay. Well, day, daily yeah. runs then. You, go, so, you can, yeah. you can, you're on max. For a magic An apple you tree seed is 5 go. GP. Mm -hmm. Go get one. Oh. Mm. All right. <laughs> Do a, a cheeky. See, look, is it, see, look at that. It's good. We're, we're, we're learning things. It's good. Mm -hmm. so, the best thing to come from this podcast so far is Randy committing to getting the tree bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, like the crystal one looks pretty nice. I like it. And you know, you can get it for so okay. Oh, yeah. And it's then I got, two, I got two um, like extra pets from crystal trees when I was just getting shards. So that was a little bit of a slack to me. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's move on to the Elite Desert uh, Diary Reward. Um, so with this, so if you guys know, like if you have the Elite Desert Diary done, it teleports you to Narda, and it'll put you um, close to the statue, but like in the general store area, not too far off of, like the little statue shrine area. But uh, for this poll that and it is passed, is that using that will now teleport you right next to the shrine. Um, you know, it'd be approximately the same distance away from like if someone were to go from the pool of rejuvenation uh, in a house. But this one does the exact same thing as the pool, but also gives additional like hit points to go like above 99. So it's, it's better than a pool of rejuvenation. It's only better for some things, isn't it? I mean, it, it gives the same it gives the same. Uh, it doesn't give special, though. It does. I thought it did. Uh, no, it actually, does. maybe it does. I don't remember. It does. I, think yeah. it, it I, have I haven't used it since I was killing Zora way back when. All right. So it, it it's pretty much a pool of rejuvenation, but also gives additional hit points on top of that above ninety nine. So do you guys think that um, this should have passed the poll? Do you think it's too OP? What's your opinion on it? I don't remember how many teleports you have before elites, but um. It, it ain't I, much. It might be only yeah, like five yeah, or something. Not enough to be really good, but um, because obviously there are still requirements on the elite diary. But I'm I'm not like hugely bothered by it. Like obviously it's it's not it's a couple seconds difference. So with that, it's whatever. But I don't know. I I just don't entirely like it. So like I remember back before pools even came out, I remember there was discussion. I think at least. You talked about it, Randy, um, about like to make the pool that you would need that diary done and to use the uh, amulet to, for the pool. I don't know. Yeah, it does seem quite strong. I was thinking for, is it unlimited teleports for Elite, yeah? Yeah, yep. Elite has infinite teleport. Okay, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, by the time you complete the Elite, would you probably have a the pool already? Yeah, that that's interesting. Because probably because of would because the requirements yeah. are they're not low at all for the elite desert diary. Let me I'll look up the requirements here right now. And I know you need like eighty five prayer, um, kick you hedge, which has you know guaranteed at two fifty six, but before that's RNG. So yeah. you would theoretically need to do that many kills, and you'd probably want the pool to do that anyways. Well, you have to um, you have to put a KQ head in your house, yeah, and that, like that requires seventy eight construction. Uh, you could get the pool. That's four levels off. Yeah, 
you could get the pool uh and like if you at 82 use um the boost you can get it at 82 so i mean other wrecks that you need 85 prayer 91 thieving 95 fletch 85 cook 94 magic i don't know i just i don't like all right i'm not as upset then yeah i was that's just that was my line of thought i thought you'd have them both kind of unlocked well, you'd have the pool unlocked as you got the Elite Diary unlocked anyway. The uh, the plus seven for HP, I mean, it could devalue anglers l- a little bit, but yeah, I don't think really. you really, yeah, you don't really use that. You don't really need that, do you, really, for, for non-PKing stuff? I think people would just start using that for PVM stuff that you would, like, constantly go between. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's, I don't know, um, it's not a end of the world if it, if it did come through. I just don't like for that me, this seems like it's a boost out of nowhere to content that's been in the yeah, game for five years. Like it, yeah. Like who asked for it? <laughs> it yeah. this wasn't this wasn't needed. The pool is already incredibly overpowered, and sure. I think that like, you know, if if this were if this were to come, you, you know, maybe even during the first year of the uh, achievement diaries coming out, that would have maybe been something. But it, it's been five years. I out of nowhere. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do kind of feel like it should have happened sooner, to be honest, if anything. Um, I think it speeds things up from what I saw on Zulu's thread, because he was talking about it the other day on Twitter. He was saying that it resets, uh, like, CM raids you can reset for Tekton, and any Slayer task that's not a couple of ones that he talked about, like Dags, I think, or something like that, because he's got the teleport in the same place, it's uh, slightly better. With 7 HP, I agree with Manked, it's not really anything to worry about or think about. It's got higher requirements, like you guys mentioned. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's fine, personally. And I'm someone that can't get the Elite Dire in my pure either because it locks behind defense stuff. But, um, yeah, well, it should have been done sooner, in my opinion. I, I'm not really opposed to it. I think it's more more requirements um, and gives people more of a reason to actually do the, the, the achievement diaries and, and a better reward for doing them. I think also a tiny difference as well as um, even if it is the same distance away, like loading into your house takes a little bit of time. Mm, yeah. At least they've like, done a really good job cutting down on load times for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was good. But, yeah. Do you guys have your house set up like super efficiently with only like six rooms or something? Or Basically, you have a yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've, 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 I know, obviously. I don't know why I'm asking the question. I've, the I've room seen... to where I'm going to train is right next to the teleport, so is cool. <laughs> right next to the pool looking... is the glory and jewelry box stuff, whatever. Yeah, I've been looking at like pictures of all the, like, the extreme layouts and stuff that people yeah. have. And, and I haven't also, like, you have a few rooms and you organize them such that you have the smallest um, grid space in the house for load time. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll have a extravagant uh, POH, but not anytime nah. soon. You could really dump a lot of money into a house, like for all the get you a hundred mil cash on table. <laughs> and like those, like, like the steel dragons, aren't they? Like twenty mil GP, five mil, five. I thought there were. There might be more. Pre EOC, I remember the best one was five mil because I used to get it to kill my character to lose my skull in my house. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I had a maxed out POH back in pre UC at least. You yeah. know what they should add? There's already the hundred mil table. They should add a mounted uh, crystal crown. Ooh, that would be that way simple. you can't get it back in Alkit. 
or uh-huh. so it would actually be uh, a um a gold sink. A sink. They, should, they should put it on the you know the cape racks that you've got, um, like attach yeah. a crown to it on top, or get like halos attached to it as well, stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah. So, all right. The maybe once I'm done with construction, I'll just get a crown to fuck around. It'll be fun. How but... much does it cost again? The crown. Two fifty mil. Oh, and then you can out them for 150. So oh, nice. it's it's only technically if you don't want any more 100 mil loss instead. It's only 100 mil. <laughs> Might as well put it on the table. All right. So they had a question. It was called, "Should the combat level of the skeleton found in Restless Ghost Quest be lowered from 13 to 6?" My question isn't about uh, isn't about this one. It, it, I, I saw this as just being an awful question. Like, what is the most pointless thing they have ever added to a poll, in your opinion? And where do you think a question like this would rank? I like, personally so- would love to see the data that they like drew this from to think, <laughs> guys, look how many people are dying in this quest. We need to lower the requirements <laughs> or, or the, the challenge. Um, personally, to be fair, as silly of a question as it is, if there's genuine data that suggests that a lot of people quit because of this, as silly as it sounds, then I, I reckon it would be fine to change because it's not like it's a uh, a game-changing event or, or really difficult or anything in the first place, you know? So, I mean, it, it does also beg the question whether they're just going to quit when they get the next hurdle, which is a tiny bit difficult, and if Jagex changed that as well for them. But, um, yeah, it is a pretty silly question. I personally can't remember i i don't look at polls that often i'm like ian i kind of look at them if if i think they're tailored to me so if they're through a pvp or something that i think is going to impact me um and i haven't seen that many uh silly questions in my time uh but yeah this is kind of a it's a very weird question to see in a in a poll at least yeah um yeah this was quite the waste i'm, I'm proud of the community though they they rallied together and this failed so get on that um yeah i it really wasn't needed because again you don't need to fight it you can just run away the only way i could see this making sense and me not thinking this is completely dumb is if they change the quest so that you don't just get the skull from searching the altar that you have to kill the skeleton then i'd be like okay fine that's that's okay but um i i can't think of a ton of other like dumb questions the the one that springs to mind though is the that they actually legit pulled should we remove the green pixel from the construction icon? Took my oh, yeah. fucking answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one that I thought of, but yeah. There's not a lot of dumb questions in general. Yeah, like, questions like this is how we ended up getting up to 39 questions in the poll, man. Um, I thought it was a silly, I thought it was a silly question, and I've really got nothing. Abra took my uh, Abra took my response. Like the green pixel is still on the construction icon. They actually pulled it, and it actually failed too. Where is it? I'm looking. I'm looking for it. They again. accidentally removed uh, it. It's, once. it's so at like personally put it back in. It's at the bottom left, uh, like of the saw, like the silver part of where the saw is. At the way my immersion has been ruined. I'm do quitting you, the game. Do you, I'm done. do you see it now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't tell if it's my eyes, but yeah, I, I think so. Ugh. It's a poison saw. It's yeah, so man. small. It's so unnoticeable. It's the hell. It's a one one pixel. 
It's in there. <laughs> it wasn't even in there originally by purpose. And yeah, again, they accidentally removed it somehow. They had to put it back in. And then they pulled, should this be removed? And it oh, failed. I think that was earlier, though. The other stuff I was talking about was later. I, I can't believe it. But yeah. So, my opinion of this one, when I first heard about it on stream, I thought people were joking, and they were, like, trolling me or something. I didn't know that it was real. And then I, I kind of took the same approach as Manked, which was, well, to be fair, if if they're looking to actually ask the community, can we change a skeleton? You know, people, people must be quitting. There must be some, some way of tracking it that they've realized this must be a big enough deal that you have to poll it. But equally, like, why? You're right. This is why if they, when they poll stuff like this, it just puts people off from wanting to poll, to, to read the poll questions as well um, and engage with it because it's just so, like, I, I don't know, man. I, it doesn't bother me either way, to be honest, but if it was really that big of a problem, I personally wouldn't have minded if they if they changed it and or, like you said before, made it so you had to fight the, mm -hmm. the guy or something. That would be a bit different, but I, I don't know, man. It's... I don't, I don't really care to be honest. It's, it's one of those things. Like, what's the what's the point? Yeah, I'm interested too if there is any data from that. Or my thought is that it's kind of just future proofing it. That they're hoping that more people come and and won't have uh, a problem with it. Like how they yeah. uh, beefed up the adventures path stuff. Like I, the people yeah. that have already been doing that stuff, they've surpassed when it's actually a thing. So that's more for you know, new players. So they want the newer, newer players to have a better intro introduction. All right. So on March 16th, the mods posted that all the mods have been recommended to begin working from home for the foreseeable future. Uh, they stated there will be fewer game updates and fewer live streams in the short term. So they're all pretty much working at home now. Uh, and I saw that like Kieran, um, Ash, Sween, uh, and Rock were talking about how they had like equipment moved like to their house so they could uh, start working from home. And like Kieran's in charge of pretty much being the liaison from the old school team to Jagex on like what equipment they need at home and how it would better their work at home. Uh, stuff that they're doing right now but i don't know with like they have a shutdown temporary shutdown at jagex everyone has to work from home what do you think about this um impact that it could have um well first of all i want to say i hope everyone that's listening to the podcast or at home right now is keeping safe and practicing social distancing etc it's a very serious situation we're in right now and uh, it really really sucks i'm really glad that the people higher up have recognized that and that they've allowed people to that their staff to work from home because I know from speaking to people that used to work for the company or that do work for the company, getting, you know, working from home can be can be quite difficult at Jagex because of all their security stuff, I guess, as well. And they just want people in the office to have that that team mindset together working together. Um I think it's an it's a necessary thing to happen right now. And the last thing we want is for some of these J mods to, you know, get sick and have a really bad, bad, uh, bad way of it, or with multiple JMods getting sick that work in the office. Imagine the whole team like shutting down and, and they can't work from home or anything, and like no one's, and there's no updates for a while or whatever. Or there's no, I guess that's what the skilling community wants, and it no updates, but <laughs> you, know what I'm, you get what I'm saying. Um, I, th I think it really sucks for us, like Manked and I in particular in the PvP community, because mm. we've been waiting for many years recently, and we've recently had this, uh, 
this blog being put on the Gazette and talking about PvP, which we're going to get onto in a little bit. And all of that has kind of been put on pause again, um, which is understandable. I'm not like having you go at Jax for that. It's it's perfectly reasonable for them to do that. But uh, it's, it's just it's just bad time, man. 2020 is shaping up to be a really, really shitty year for everybody. Um, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to get through it. I mean, obviously, they've been dealing with the, the whole DDoS attacks and such lately uh, on the servers. People not being able to log in. But regardless of that, you know, they're still, they're still trying to keep the community updated. And uh, in general, this whole coronavirus stuff has, at least for me personally, it's, it's resulted in a lot more viewership on Twitch. The, the game's got lots more players because everyone's at home and has more time, potentially. Um, or just wants to AFK on the side and such. So uh, for the games industry as a whole, I think it is, even though obviously the Javas have to go, go home and such, it is, uh, there's a silver lining in this crisis. And that is that our, our games, you know, getting a bit more exposure and... Uh, and it's doing a little bit better, which is cool. Yeah, we had uh, 140,000 people online the other day. Or 141. We haven't had that many since mobile first came out. Jeez. Wow. That's actually insane. Yeah. People are gaming. <laughs> we have a question uh, next about more of that, though. Building on what Ian said, I reckon, yeah, safety first, obviously. And to be fair, I'd prefer fewer updates than no updates. You know, like if they said, look, guys, because of this, we have to shut down for a month. Imagine not having RuneScape working for a month or so, you know, it'd be crazy. So, yeah, I think just uh, taking it slower is, is for the best for the long term. Mm, good point. Imagine, yeah, they, they update. Well, they did the other day, didn't they? Update something and then it all goes wrong <laughs> because they're not in the office. They can't then. Yeah. <laughs> running and that, that's like the worst case scenario so i wouldn't be opposed either to to a few uh few less updates or at least nothing big major content wise being pushed through in the next month or two yeah i think that this will allow them the opportunity so first like you know great on them being um you know proactive and being ahead of um you know trying to limit any kind of exposure that they could have to allow them i mean at this point you know obviously like there's the whole like you know you want to come out with content and you want to make sure the game is continuing to grow and everything like that but i think that they you know understand that realistically for the next month or however long it's going to be they're more so going to be in just trying to maintain where things are at rather than building upon and trying to grow and uh, further develop i think that it's okay if we have a slowdown here just be, i mean there's nothing anyone can really do about it but you know it'll allow them the opportunity to i think maybe look at the game a little bit more and see what area so obviously you know we have like the clan system um coming the pvp stuff that they talked about and then like group iron man uh because those are the big things that they talked about at rune fest but wonder if this gives uh, some some people some more time to kind of like analyze where the game's at and where some other improvements could be made uh, and they could yeah. they could maybe start like really putting together a good backlog of things that they could do to improve the game uh, given I'd assume the more free time that they have now yeah I'm pretty much on the same page with y'all I mean, again, it's not completely a shutdown. It's just going to be a little bit slower. I'm fine with that in general. It's not that I'm looking forward to like tons of small things. You know, big things will still come eventually. Um, yeah, whatever they think is best. 
And so maybe I should have uh, placed these in uh, different orders where this Sorry, next I, question here would have I been. I didn't read that. Next. <laughs> no, that, I jumped right into the other one. That uh, issue on my end there. So um, the reason why this uh, the order for them to work at home was done is because of the coronavirus. And you know, how have you been impacted personally by it? And what do you think about the current situation uh, with the pandemic? Um, oh, so. any, anything funny, anything serious, or anywhere in between? Okay. All right. Well, I guess, I guess funny first. I think you know when this coronavirus is hit, it makes you realize just how kind of depressing it is in a way that my life's not really changed from day to day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I live at home, right? And um, my mum works from home as well, and my dad's just retired, and then my brother goes into the office. But uh. Apart from obviously the whole the, the, the shopping scare situation where like it's quite hard to get food and toilet roll and stuff like that at the moment, and then my right. parents are quite quite worried because they're they're quite old, so they're high risk category as well. Apart from apart from that, like I said, there's been a bit of a silver lining for me personally because I I stay inside pretty much all the time playing RuneScape and and live streaming and stuff. So I've had a, an increase in viewership and that, and I think as a content creator, it's almost like a call to uh to really pull my finger out and uh, produce content and and be trying to entertain as best I can every day because for a lot of people it is a, a really good distraction uh, away from uh, the current situation that's that's going on um, I mean in England it's it's pretty scary right now we're only a few weeks behind Italy which was hit really hard apparently and we might get hit harder and then I guess for you guys in America as well uh, we've got some some pretty dark times coming potentially but uh, I'm just I'm just glad we've all got RuneScape and the internet in the day in the age we live in today to be able to entertain ourselves because if I didn't have the internet and have RuneScape I would be going pretty uh yeah pretty crazy right now yeah so first um I, I um like how I've been impacted personally I had a vacation uh in April uh that has now been canceled which I'm very uh you know just a victim of the situation, you know, nothing anyone could do about it. Um, but I was really looking forward to going on vacation there. Um, and, you know, as rapidly approaching a wedding date here in 10 weeks, hopefully shit can uh, get figured out before then. So my wedding doesn't get pushed back. But um, that's kind of like on a personal level. I'm, I'm like uh, a funny level, like, why are people hoarding toilet paper? Dude, I can think of a hundred ways I can wipe my ass. What like? Do you guys have bidets over there in America? What do you mean by that? Bidet. It's like a, oh, it's a South oh, American uh, thing. It's not big, but I, I I like the idea. But no, it's really not big over here. I it should. I'm not familiar with it. I, I've had it's like it sprinkles it's water like on sink. your ass. It's a sink for <laughs> your basically. What? It's it's yeah. It, it sounds wild, but like if you have experienced one, it's, it's a, like a water fountain. It's the most hygienic way to basically yeah, clean it's yourself really, it's really after going to the toilet. It's just not that popular because obviously it's just not a something people really are that aware of. There's actually some history to why it is, which is interesting to look into. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For me. Uh. Well, 2020 was the first time I've actually decided to go to the gym in about three years. Yeah, about that. And that that was two weeks ago, and then uh, all of this started happening. And uh, yeah, no, I, I was. I was at the point in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm going to change a bunch of stuff. And then two weeks later, everything's shut down and stuff, which uh, a little bit unfortunate, but I'm sure I'll have the same energy afterwards, hopefully. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty surreal time going to the shop and having to queue around the corner for 
like 15, 20 minutes to be able to actually go into the shop and yeah, having seeing nothing on the shelves is pretty crazy, but I'm sure we'll all band together and, you know, make it through. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy, crazy time to be alive. That's something that I've got to mention as well after Randy said it as well. I quickly forgot, actually, I was going to go to a stag do in uh, Prague for Aiza. Ben for his uh, I, I saw do. I saw his tweets yeah really unfortunate so he paid for everything for that flights and everything to like take him away and with his friends to surprise him he didn't know he was going um and then that had to get cancelled obviously because we weren't allowed to fly there <laughs> and then as well as that we have TwitchCon as well which I was going to meet a bunch of my my viewer my viewers from and my community from and I was looking forward to that too going with a bunch of other streamers as well and like that's like I said before, I'm, I'm kind of quite isolated already by being a streamer and that, staying in, inside all day. My girlfriend's long distance too, so that's a bit of a pain. I uh, can't see her for a while. But um, yeah, it, it does suck. Like <laughs> I was looking forward to finally being a little bit social, like you guys were saying, and, and getting a few things done and real life stuff. But I guess it's got to be <laughs> left alone for just a few more months now. Yeah, so it's not the, uh, the biggest impact for me as well. I'm kind of similar, but it has been kind of annoying. Like, uh, so interestingly enough, like, uh, yeah, before grocery stores open, seeing the lines out of them is crazy. But, um, yeah, like, I cataloged in a thread on Twitter, like, all the empty shelves and stuff. Uh, when I was going grocery shopping once, that was that's kind of annoying. I can't always get all the things that I need. Um, I, that's, I that's wild. Really, like, I, yeah. Let me just interject here. Like I, I have seen, like I, so I've gone a couple times here. I've not seen like a shortage of any kind of supplies when I have gone. I've gone to uh, like Pick and Save and Aldi's, and I'm, I guess, very blessed that they're stocking our fucking shelves because I, I I don't know what I'd do if I was seeing like the the shelves that you're seeing at like places you're going. That's wild. Like right after they stock it, it lasts for a little bit, but if it if they haven't stocked very recently yet, like half more than half of the meat was gone. Like there was no beef, no chicken, but um, toilet paper, you know, whatever. But um, besides that, like I haven't seen, I haven't hung out with a friend in a while, and I was recently trying to put that together. It was like, uh, they, they don't think it's a good idea right now with everything, so that's kind of annoying. And also, if I want to go to start gym stuff, I can't do that. Um, I just went to a uh, little restaurant or whatever you would call it, um, cafe, uh, like yesterday or whatever, and I got my stuff, but I couldn't have it there. They literally put all the chairs to the side. They're like, yeah, we can't let you sit down. So I had to take it home. That was interesting. Wow. They put out a... It's a lot of just like minor inconveniences that kind of add up. Oh, yeah. And also like a lot of places that aren't deemed essential are closed so like i still have i still go to work i can't do anything remote you know because i stock shelves and whatnot do you guys have a statewide quarantine yet um not a quarantine but it's like um gatherings of more than 10 aren't permitted um non-essential uh stuff is closed ah damn we we uh three days ago our governor put out a statewide quarantine um to where yeah we haven't had that yet if you're not if you're not working in basic um like you know, like necessary functions, yeah. like like banking, food, some other kind of services. Yeah, and, and like, like you know, I mean, it does doesn't impact me. If you know, still gonna streets don't close, so I still got to be out yeah. there. But you know, there's 
yeah, there's been a huge, um, I mean, and I, like, as I've been patrolling, you know, I've absolutely noticed there being a, a huge decrease in people. So like, I was oh, saying, yeah, like, no, it is, there is way more empty on the streets and well on the streets and like on the sidewalks of people actually being outside. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there, there's just been such a drop in like people walking around, people driving around. Um, so people are taking the, um, the quarantine seriously and they are, you know, staying safe at home not uh trying to expose themselves or other people that they come in contact with so good on people you know the 99 percent of people who are taking the quarantine seriously yeah there there are still cases you see of like people having huge gatherings and it's like oh come on mate england is <laughs> i don't know man it's only like i think in the last week or so maybe people have been taking it a little bit more seriously but leading up to it like we've just had really bad weather as we always do in England over over yeah. Christmas and such and winter. And now you have sun. And now it's, it's happening. just start, yeah, it's just started coming out and now because everyone's got like you know working from home and such yeah. and people are told uncertain certain offices are closing and everything. People are just treat it like a holiday. And the weekends they're like gathering in parks and going to the seaside and all this stuff and it's it's really scary <laughs> that people are treating it like that. I'm really glad to hear that my American friends are it's, it's getting serious over there as well in terms of the way you guys are proactively reacting to it. And yeah, uh, yeah. I was speaking to Martin Kemp Q the other night, and he was saying like, California is just like completely a lot of it. Shut oh yeah, down. California's shut down quarantine. That's yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, and I've heard that there's a possibility of like where I am, like kind of the counties would be on their own, and you wouldn't theoretically. It's not the case right now, but it's like not be able to travel between counties. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it um, kind of evolves here over the next like thirty days, like. At the end of April, I'm going to have to make a decision on, like, if our uh, wedding is still, like, going to happen uh, at that time or not. We talked to them all, and, like, they were at least very understanding. And, like, we had to put out down, like, deposits and shit on, like, a bunch of, you know, like, deposit for, like, the location that's hosting it. Deposit for, like, the rehearsal dinner uh, location. Deposit for the food and shit like that. But, uh, oh, deposit for the photographer. But they, uh, every single person's been very understanding, and you know, if it were to get delayed, they either by our decision or like the, uh, like, like by the governor or something like that, then they're everyone will give us our deposits back. So it won't be a fine. It won't financially suck. It'll just like realistically just suck. No, you just, you just gotta have the uh, have the perfect e date wedding. Just stream it remotely. Lumbridge. <laughs> I would my book of rights start praying <laughs> yeah. to Sarah Dovin. <laughs> I would I would not be opposed, but um can't say the same about her. That uh Does she play RuneScape have interest? Fuck no, fuck you in the, in the hates it. She hates oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend too, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like I don't know how you can play that stupid game. You've been like you've just been running in like I've been training agility, you know, for the last like eight months. You're just running in circles. How's that fun? <laughs> like, well, hey. Number go up, brr. <laughs> yeah. I've I've loved the Reddit with that stuff. But now the uh, the biggest thing here, like obviously, you know, social distancing distancing helps out. But the biggest thing um, is just like sanitation. You know, like properly wash your hands often. Try not to touch your face. It's it's hard, but try not to. Like I've seen a couple videos like that touch on like hand washing and whatnot. Like Mark Grover had one on like the transmission and like washing your hands. And another one they use like black paint as a 
uh, stand in for soap to show like how well it actually is. You got to be thorough, man. Like I didn't realize until that that I really was not that thorough with how I wash my hands. Oh, I so bet. Now, I bet like so now ninety nine percent of people time. aren't thorough enough. Yeah. Yeah, get the palms, get between the fingers, really get the nails, the back, the wrists, <laughs> get everything. The thumb goes ignored. Informational. Tweet it out. I, want, I yeah. wonder if after this is all over, if like in if general... people will like, maintain those Yeah, habits. like if because clen cleanliness would potentially be like higher because everyone's like scared of getting yeah, in on that. It is actually the like, most important thing. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to like result in just normal flus and colds reducing afterwards it because, should probably yeah because people are being way more careful in I general think, i think corona has uh i don't remember what the terminology is but i'll just use the letters are basically a transmission of like two and typical flu has like 1.3 so like, oh yeah, yeah this is much worse than like in terms of transmission than a flu but yeah that kind of habits would really help in general i'm very curious what the impact like the long-term impact of it so you know, not everyone can work at home. You know, I, I see, um, you know, there's people who still like still do that. is crazy. Right well, now. yeah, yeah. But like there are like certain jobs that, you know, like regardless of if there's a pandemic going on, like can't work from like average stock and shelves, you know, like fucking and like vets, doctors, nurses, all that other like healthcare shit, police, firefighters, things like that. Like there still needs to be people like yeah. actually physically going out there. So. But all these office jobs, like my girlfriend's an accountant. She's been working at home for two weeks. And I mean, she she's a little bit less productive because, you know, it's she doesn't have, you know, like bosses walking around. And it's like, oh, shit, I can't be on my phone. Um, so, you know, a little bit less productive in that aspect. But with like these office jobs, I know like a lot of people who are working at home and going about their work and, it, you know, without really much issue i'm wondering how and like we can even kind of point at jagex how how much of an impact do you think this is going to have like on just the global world with um like working from home like will there be a huge increase in that you know there's so, a lot to think about that, they, they mentioned decent results the more people would probably end up working from home like companies would realize that it's actually viable well yeah and I, I saw like Jagex was um uh Kieran was talking about on their recent uh QA thing that like with all the people that are working at home now, like that, you know, is kind of opened up the eyes to Jagex that they may be able to um hire people like internationally. Like in the US. Yeah, yeah. So like to where it's not limited to where like people are forced to relocate. Oh, that'd be great. So you know, I'm just th this will have like the whole thing is gonna have just so many like long-term impacts on everything and that's something to oh, think about there that's a tiny thing i just remembered as well of i was supposed to have like another dental cleaning whatever uh dental thing on tuesday but that's been indefinitely canceled because it's not like an emergency procedure damn reminded me that i i got my hair cut like just before i was meant to go away for ben's so at least i got that done before that all starts closing down in the next three months i've got to we're all gonna come out of this looking like we're cavemen or something. We're, we're gonna like we're gonna have a lot of like shaggy looking haircuts yeah. going on over like the next month in the world. Gonna be a lot of bad hair going on. <laughs> all right, let, let let's move on to um the 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 PVP stuff here. So um they had the news post it was called the PVP status update, and with that, uh, and I'm just gonna read kind of like word for word what it is that they said on the. 
um, on the post. So it says, Return of Bounty Hunter. We remove the content because of the level of abuse it uh, faced. It will return with the potential for abuse reduced as much as possible. We expect this to be the earliest content to arrive, hopefully around the end of this month or early April. Obviously, that was before you know everything that went on. But what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, a return of Bounty Hunter? And what do you think could be done to it for it to be improved? Um, okay, so the problem with Bounty Hunter originally, for those that don't know, it was just ridiculous GP per hour, and that was a result of the hot zones, which would triple your points that you'd get. But the only it was meant to like kind of encourage people to go to deeper wilderness and to all these places that people wouldn't normally PK, but it didn't. Like people didn't want to go there anyway because it was just too dangerous, wasn't worth worth the reward, or no, not enough people would go there because the community's not big enough. And so it was just done by real world traders and people wanted to boost and just make lots of money and bots bot farms etc um so i i assume they're going to be gone the uh the hot zones um i think i don't really think they can really uh reduce the abuse un unless they start to monitor it and when i say monitor it, i mean like have the anti-cheating team actually looking into accounts like scoping the world looking around because for months and months years and years even bounty hunter it was just it's not policed at all. Like the high scores as well, for example, the Iron Man high scores, which I was going to go for, the top like 10 ranks, a lot of them were just boosters that were making hundreds of meals on the Iron Man, immoral Iron Man, because they just wanted to... Uh, Dump in a stick yeah, construction. Because, yeah, because why, why not kind of thing, because they weren't getting banned for it. Um, I, I, I look forward to BH2 returning if it does, because it's a huge community for it. It's not something I personally was like super, super into because of the lag in the world in general. But... There was, a, there was a huge community of PvPers that, that really enjoyed it and went for ranks, etc. that weren't Iron Man as well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it's possible, personally, that they're going to be able to police it 100%. And I, I fear that they're going to kind of ruin it, um, the profitability for a lot of legit players as a result, trying to balance it around the bot farms and around the boosters. Um, it's meant to return, like you said, next, next month, early next month, in the next week or two. But... With what's been going on, I I really do expect a postponement of the update, and I'd I'd be a, I wouldn't be opposed to that either because I'd much rather wait and then get a proper BH return rather than have it come back, be completely wank and and then get removed again as a result from another Torvesta video or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny that that was what really kicked it off. Yeah. It was frustrating. This is this is what I can tell you as well. So the Torvesta thing, we were complaining about it for months. To Jagex, a lot of us as content creators, and because we realized just how bad it was, and just it's impossible to get any change, right? So I messaged Torvesta and I gave him an outline of something that I hypothesized. Just it wasn't that I boosted myself, it's just no understanding the mechanics. I wrote out a guide on how you could boost with a couple of accounts, and I project, projected that he'd make a few mil per hour, and it was a lot more than that because he actually tried it out, obviously, he made the video, and that was the only really way to, to get them to listen and to. And to have to actually take action, which we didn't want them to remove it, to be honest. But imagine if that was, was left unchanged for like a year or, or two years and people were just going about farming billions of gold every month. It was uh, it destroyed the, the economy pretty much. It's literally genuinely a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classic Sylvester. <laughs> uh, I think Ian and I are going to have very similar thoughts for a lot of these topics. And my thoughts on the removal of Bounty Hunter is the the bots boosting or people boosting stuff that does need to be monitored. Otherwise legitimate players will never be able to profit properly from PKing. I think the main problem PKing has faced over the last couple of years is the lack of rewards. And the second I think rewards are added, 
obviously people are going to try and abuse it. So the only way to kind of make it fair for the people who want to play fairly is to have someone keeping a, a close eye on kind of what's going on. And whether that's just someone having having a mod every now and then running through the wilderness and seeing where people are, uh, that could be the difference, you know, in making it a, yeah. a good update. I think the bottom line is you can't balance content around the potential for it to be botted or farmed because every yeah. content will be botted or farmed if it's good enough. Look at Zora, for example, and mm -hmm. it goes unnoticed for, for, for years and years, really. Um, it's just with BH, because the requirements to actually get into it were so easily doable, that's where uh, it became like a, a serious, serious problem. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. They have to put more resources into, into the anti-cheating in general, just as a whole. It's a different topic altogether. but. I know I've spoken to you before, I think maybe Randy, about AHK. I'm not too sure it was you or someone else yeah. in the skilling community. And how it's it's just gone unmonitored for the whole of old school RuneScape. Like PvP high risking, for example, has gone to the stage now where you're literally fighting 90% of robots and people that have clients that auto-spec for them, auto-G mall if you get the right XP dropped, auto-triple-E on certain threshold HP. It's because they're all real world trading to make, to make bank from it. So I think there's a serious problem in the game in general where... Uh, there's there's so much black market stuff that's that's really going unmonitored and and Jagex need to to really catch up with the times because they've not really, in my opinion, put enough money and resources into maintaining that infrastructure of anti-cheating and and uh, they need to and it's long overdue now. Hmm. I don't know what it's like for skilling for you guys, but I've I've heard rumors that that people use all kinds of things for for skilling stuff. Oh, they certainly and, have. And just, I don't know and how just it get is away with, and just get away with it because. Like I said, it's just unmonitored and... Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of also the same, like... I know people enjoyed BH, but yeah, with the problems that I had, I guess it was kind of a necessary thing at the time. But, uh, yeah, should it come back, it really needs to have its issues fixed up. I, I am also not the most sure about how well that will actually go down. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. I think that bringing it back is going to be pretty good. Uh, I've said before, like, if I were to ever get into PvP stuff, it would be, like, through Bounty Hunter, you know, having some kind of direction of what to do with it. So, you know, getting those Bounty Hunter kills, I think, would be fun. I do have a maxed peer that I made four years ago that I've done nothing other than log on to make sure it's not oh hacked. Oh, my God. Yeah. Go play. Yeah, get, in, get when BH comes out. I want to see a <laughs> from you, man. Yeah, BH man. returns. <laughs> 60 attack, one defense, 99 strength, hit points, uh, magic range. Wait, one defense? Better pure than me already. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd still uh, take me out pretty quickly. Stats, stats aren't uh, everything. But, you know, it's, in the situation where if I would ever want to get into PvP, you know, I made it a few years ago, and that would like through Bounty Hunter would be how I would do it. So I like the idea of it returning. Hopefully, they're able to just uh, make whatever necessary change that it is to make sure that it isn't um, as fucked as and abusable as it is. It's a good synopsis. Yeah. It's it's a difficult one for them, and I think I I just think realistically, there's going to be people that are going to be disappointed because legitimate players might not make as much money, or it might not be very profitable for them, or it might be a bit not very balanced because of the the botting and stuff. But I think overall, it's it's going to be delayed. Personally, I, I think we're going to have to wait a few more weeks, at least maybe a month or two. But I hope I'm wrong because a lot of people miss it. 
this also makes me think a little bit of how you're talking about um we're talking about mini games about like the actual content versus the rewards though it's like should the incentive like have to be monetary for people to want to do it not just because they enjoy it i think they're both they're not mutually exclusive i, I think you can I mean, have both you're and right. they want to aim aim for both um and it's, and it's a hard balance to strike yeah. Um, uh, I think just kind of more useful items that people would actually be willing to risk. I think that's a lot of the problem is that people aren't always risking much. Yeah. Yeah, so the BH system, what made it good for a lot of players is that it was obviously generated gold, which also causes the problem. Yeah, that, that, uh, was, that was the problem. There was like direct like cash. Yeah. yeah. But, like but allowing then... peers to actually doing, do stuff was nice. Like, yeah. thanks for the dehyde. <laughs> yeah, well, I PK now. It's like because all the supplies have gone up in price over the the recent months. Oh yeah, yeah, one point two k shorts. Yeah, one point six. Sorry, sixteen k for like a super restore and a super combat. Uh-huh. So like yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. An inventory of supplies. When you have a fight, if you use the whole inventory up and no one dies, you're you're spending like sixty k, maybe seventy k. That coupled with the uh, open um, loading bag, maybe people will actually start picking it up. Yeah, it's it's just really hard to profit for for yeah. pures mainly. But I mean, yeah, half the problem there is that there's just not enough incentive to want to risk more because there's no real benefit to having items that. If only they might had blessed. If only they had blessed chaps. <laughs> if only if only we had the plus one prayer, that would be the big difference we're looking for. <laughs> nice two hundred k plus risk or something. So the one of the next things that they talked about was the um, removal of PvP world. Uh, in that, they said um, that with this change, they're trying to solve the fragmentation of PKers. We understand that PvP worlds offer hotspots with convenient fights in a desirable combat level bracket, and we'll do our best our, to offset this by creating similar hotspots in the wilderness. So, do you guys support the idea of removing PvP worlds, you know, like with the with the intent of pushing people into the wilderness, or do you think that they should stay? I mean, like with me, I, I feel a little bit indifferent on it, but I think that, um, you know, w- them like can are uh, removing these worlds, trying to push people into the wilderness, and you know, as, as we go about the whole document, like their whole goal is to get more people into the wilderness, get more things into the wilderness, and with that being part of the, um, with that being part of their goal, like I understand what their plan is. So I, I, if I were to vote on this, it would maybe be like a skip question, but I like that it's like part of an an actual goal that they have not just something that they're just saying let's do it part of the plan so i don't know i don't have like much stake in this either i don't pk the the big issue i see is indeed the, uh, the kind of combat level brackets that's why this is an issue for me a little bit um talking about hot spots in the willy though I wonder exactly what that would entail. Um, like, if the brackets that you could fight were expanded upon, um, then I guess they would be fine. But I don't know. I kind of like the idea of PvP worlds. We'll we'll be talking. We'll be talking about um, like later on. We'll be talking about clan wars yeah, and yeah. last man yeah, standing. I but I think maybe moving like an idea could possibly be having one of the you know like 
in 15 wilderness you know that would uh yeah. right next yeah, to a I mean, safe spot there's something is, you can maybe do with yeah. that right um the other little thing that's going on with this uh it's been interesting because you know there are some content creators who have PvP series like you know sea engineers iron man so that'll kind of just make that account dead they've legit one owed sea engineer <laughs> in my opinion that's the best that's the best series on on youtube oh, one of yeah. the best series out there because it's just so every time you watch his videos yeah. jagex is going to get the the one bill <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Iron Man progress coupled with like the intensity of what demo mode had, which is you just yeah. never know when you're gonna get hit and stuff or what's gonna happen. And it makes every single moment, whatever you're doing, really exciting. Um so personally I'm a PvP world PKer over a BHPKer or a wilderness PKer. I've always enjoyed PvP worlds better. Uh several reasons. One is the the plus or minus fifteen levels, the PJ timer itself, which allows you to stay in combat. And promote one v one fights for for ten seconds. You can't just get hit by teams and single clans constantly. Um, the the easiness of banking, like it's really quick to get into fights. Um, everyone in the world is PvP. What the adventure stuff that like Framed does or Sea Engineer does. I think there's a lot of good that comes with PvP, and I understand what they're trying to to do here. Um, to you know bring because the PvP is so so fragmented and all over the place. Lots of different communities. I think what they forget here is is why is it fragmented or similarly like. Why is the PVM community, why do some people enjoy doing a certain type of content or going for like bosses or some people like going for, for PVM drops or some people like just, just like doing raids, whereas others just like doing Slayer bosses and stuff like that. That's what something I think they're forgetting and not really seeing. Um, there's a lot of people that just play the game for those PvP worlds or for that style of PKing. And uh, I think forcing, not forcing, but you know what I mean, like trying to bring everyone together, it's just going to upset people. It's, it's very hard to please everybody. Um, so uh, I'm personally opposed to this. I'd, I'd really like to see PvP worlds remain, and not just remain, but be um, be given updates. So whether that's like straight loot table updates, uh, upgrades that like give you a rare drop table, or change the rare drop table to being way better, see so there's like some kind of benefit to uh, to being in a PvP world, or I don't know, just or having the looting bags. Obviously, already you can use those in, in only hot spots right now. If you use looting bags all over the place, I know it would change a lot of metas for, for the main game and stuff, but I think it, as a whole, PvP needs to be reincorporated into the game. You know, you've got PvP, you've got skilling, you've got PvM. Those are the three blocks that kind of make up what this, this uh, MORPG is uh, as a whole. So, I don't know, I, I'm personally against it. I really like PvP worlds, and I think they're making a big mistake by trying to reconsolidate everyone into the, into the wilderness, and, uh, and it can end up, to be honest, being the final name, name in the coffin in a lot of ways. I think up, update the wilderness, update PvP worlds, but don't just try and put all your all your eggs into one basket, so to speak. Just try and try and fix it. That's that's a good the wrong way about it. Interesting thing to think of is like the whole notion of risk. Like I know a lot of places for PVM or scaling or whatever are full, so some people risk it. You know, PvP worlds. Like imagine going to Nightmare or just like wherever you can actually get killed. It's not just free open world. Yeah, exactly. Like the DMM dude, like. That's another thing that I, I really, I always look back on. I think they could have done so much better, and they didn't never really hit the potential of DMM. I know that Randy played it at one point a little bit for fun, but if they found a way to really like make the game mode or some kind of PvP mode that made it really beneficial for like skillers to to have fun there or have some kind of extra reward. I'm not talking XP reward. I understand you guys don't want any X, XP get, uh, things to to get too high or to have a straight XP buff in certain worlds because then you feel forced to go there, but. I think GP incentives, or rather like some kind of 
just a re reward for, for the risk associated for PVMers too. Um, it just it just promotes a different style of gameplay, really, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to play the game like that. Yeah, I think for a lot of that, obviously, uh, Ian's covered it. Originally, I was up for the idea of consolidating everyone into the wilderness, but then I think I read like an essay that Framed put, and it was along the lines of what Ian said, and uh, kind of made. Yeah, it was it was quite a uh, long worded message. Um, Do you have a summary, like a summary or anything? Uh, pretty much what Ian said. Okay, yeah, so sorry. It's, it's so PVP hard. To, and... It's so hard to like concisely talk about these separate issues because there's there really it's is so, so much to it. It's not simple. Yeah. Um, sorry for going on a bit. Sorry, Seb. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, so it was basically just I I I read that and kind of heard what he had to say and I thought, okay, no, fair enough. PvP is kind of in its own right. It's like it's its own identity and removing it. I don't think you could really replicate that in the normal wilderness. Um, but yeah, giving it updates, I think it could be their last resort. If they give PvP worlds updates and all of that and the wilderness updates and nothing changes, then it could be a resort they, they have to fall back onto in the future. Uh, but for now, I think they should probably keep them there. Yeah. It really depends what those updates are. Like, I kind of like the idea of like red drop table stuff. Well, technically, that should, that should just be a general thing. Red drop table is not good. I think it, it should be improved in general. But uh, that kind of incentive is kind of weird because you get a similar situation to how the wilderness is right now, where I think PvPers should, you know, you should be looking to fight people who want to fight you, not just fight people who aren't looking to fight. And is this is that really weird? I don't know. That's okay, a whole conversation. Also, yeah, and that whole conversation completely different. Yeah, that's the next question, I think. Is it the next question? Oh, okay, I was going to say I was going to jump into that, but I'll let it you go. Um, similar-ish. Right. From the guys who um, the PKers that you guys have talked to, do most PKers are they against the removal of PvP worlds? It's very split, so it's yeah. probably about half and half. But I'd say. That's that's simply because like so I'm a PvPer, so I guess I could say I'm biased because I, I prefer PvP worlds personally. And I think there are a lot of PvPers that have their own, like I just said before, different style of PKing, whether that's deep wilderness, where they like tribriding, where everyone just uses brews, or if it's an edge style fight or Darok fighting or risk fighting, which uh, doesn't have overheads and you don't obviously sit on 115 HP all the time, or whatever. It, it, there's so many different types. And I think a lot of people when that first came up, um, were maybe selfishly I'm not like, trying to take digs at people, because that's, that's how you vote in polls, that's how you, you vote on things that you want in the game. But they wanted stuff that would benefit themselves, as opposed to thinking big picture, I think. Oh, who uh, was it? Um, back in the day, I think it was Archie, the, the whole, that's just how I like to PK. What, what's you know, that? Like, like, uh, oh, Raggers. Yeah. Oh, that's that's just that's how I like to PK. Yeah, yeah I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it was a very mixed opinion, yeah. I, and I think conversations like this, like this podcast has been, where we, uh, we kind of talk different ideas, that's something that I think is, is kind of, even though there's always the forum for it on Twitter and on, on the, uh, the Q&As that they have at Jagex, I think for PvP, it's never really, there's never really been a place for that to happen, to mm -hmm. be honest, because a lot of PvPers, like I said before, will either kind of think quite selfishly or they have like, um, it's just so, so fragmented, you know, that, that's, that's the problem. There's, there's so many PvPers from different areas. And uh, it's very, very difficult to to please everyone, especially when they have limited resources, which have kind of not been put on PvP for many, many years now. So 
everyone's kind of desperate for their own updates and everyone just wants the game to be good, whether that's nostalgically or whether it's uh, for exciting new content or awards or whatever. It's uh, it's a hard balance for them to strike, man. I do, I do feel for them. Okay, so let's talk about um, the next thing that they posted about, which was restricting wilderness access to specific worlds. They said that, again, we're trying to solve the fragmentation of PKers. Hundreds of game worlds have been... At, are there hundreds? How many are there? Uh, Definitely not, not uh, hundreds. Although they have recently added like maybe at, at least ten worlds, like over two different times, because of more people playing right now. But uh, we had when it first came out, we had like three hundred to four hundred, didn't we? And then we got the four hundreds, and now we've got the five. Oh, you mean the world number, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of like the world numbers, yeah, it was like three. It was. I don't think there were any up to four hundreds or whatever that got expanded once, twice. Yeah. All right, but uh, getting back to it, while we could reduce their number, um, we'd have that would have adverse effects elsewhere in the game by exacerbating competition for things like bosses and resources. So what they'd want to do, um, or what they want to discuss, is limiting the amount of people that can access, or like pretty much only say, say half the worlds are able to access the wilderness, the other half just have no wilderness access at all. You guys think good idea, terrible, or anywhere in between? Uh, I, elaborate on that. Yeah, I I personally think it's not the greatest idea, simply because if you have limited worlds for people trying to PVM, it means there's going to be they're going to be found easier, so they're just going to die a lot more often, which then in turn reduces the amount of profit they can make, which will then in turn yeah they, it will literally kill off that kind of food chain. Uh, and then also for solo PKs, yes, you'll be able to find people PKing more often to actually have like actual fights like you were talking about. But then at the same time, you would literally just get teams finding people within a couple of minutes. So you might not necessarily be able to have any 1v1s anymore. Um, so I think Ian has talked about this in the past, but potentially having PJ timers just in regular wilderness would Did encourage we have, uh, a question about that on here. I swear. No, sorry. In, in general, just uh, just on a, one of his streams, I think, or talking to him. Um, I think it in the past it's always been uh, looked down upon because obviously, if you have PJ timers, it becomes very difficult for teams to fight other teams because it becomes very easy to survive if you know what you're doing. But at the same time, if you want to increase PvP activity and people actually fighting each other, then giving people the opportunity to actually have 1v1 fights without the uh, the the fear of getting PJ'd might encourage that heavily. So I think it could be a step in the right direction to add a PJ timer to regular worlds. Um, but then again, there there is a community based around that that wouldn't like that. So it's a, it's a difficult subject. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with what Max said again here. Uh, we're on the kind of same line of thought. It, if you if you reduce the worlds, then you yeah you do increase the chance that you're going to find people, but it also means that that bossing um, becomes more competitive, and it's not like they're offering to increase the GP per hour that you're going to make through doing things like revs because they're already pretty pretty high. <laughs> the the worldy bosses, for example, are pretty unbalanced already. Um, they are looking to change that, I know, at some point, but um, it would just result in people having even more risk. With uh, apart from revs, not very much reward to go into the wilderness, and uh, as a result, 
you'd find teams that would just hit you constantly. And then you've got another situation where there's different communities that are fragmented, like the singles teams who have always played the game around this three second PJ timer, where even though it's single way combat, they can instantly, you know, attack and uh, and it ends up being like a, a multi-war, but in, in single way. Um, I think it's a bad idea personally. I think the best way to get the wilderness active again is with just good all-round updates that promote better reward for the risk for being in the wilderness. And then organically, you're going to have people going to the wilderness that are looking to make the money. Um, and then as a result, you get new PKers that start to kill them. And then you get better PKers that start to kill them. And then you might get clans that start to kill those better PKers or clans that fight other little clans. And that's like the ecosystem and that the, Runesca uh, the RuneScape's wilderness has always kind of operated around. Um, I know that a lot of people, including yourself and Cabra just now you mentioned, mm. are opposed to the idea of using players yeah. as bait in a way, <laughs> or like uh, the way to make it active is with like noobs going in. But like I said, that, I think, yeah, but I think that that is the the baseline of what kind of made the wilderness so good. Like even back when the Gal Brothers first brought out the wilderness and such, Deep Wild was the best, the only way to get like the Rune Helm best in slot at the start. I know the game's obviously changed a hell of a lot since then. But um, that's what, for me at least, and for a lot of players, it's always made RuneScape what it is, uh, that wilderness and that excitement of having that PvP that's so iconic and so different to any other MMO where like you kill people and you get the stuff that they get. And so there's always got to be that, that risk versus reward aspect taken into consideration, whereby even at Revs, for example, has done so well. I know it's maybe a little bit on the, on the high side from the... Uh, <laughs> since all the Venezuelans just sit there and, and make millions per hour and obviously got the total level worlds as well, yeah. which are pretty crazy. It's, just, it's, just, it's a pure gold injection, obviously. But with, mm -hmm. the, with the right uniques... And with the right balanced updates, I think the wilderness could be could be huge. I think that's what they're trying to do again with this uh, with these updates is just bring it back into the into the trifecta, like I mentioned before, PVM skilling and, and PVP, where each has got a, a foothold in the game and each has got like uh, their own um, important aspects. and And it's not where a case where I feel like I'm forced to do this, for example. But it's like if I want the extra reward or if I want an alternative way of doing this, a bit like with Priftiness that you were talking about earlier, where you could go there to then bank. It would be like worthwhile to do that content because then you'd bank or not bank, but you'd uh, make the yeah, mining the faster. You said or something the shards. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like that. That's what makes it makes the game interesting. The MMO because there's all these different ways which you can do things, and it's not simply a case of everyone follows that same formula where everyone just wants to get maxed and and then do the same thing at the end end game or whatever. There's uh, there's so much uniqueness to RuneScape and so many different directions you can take. So, uh, yeah. Long long story short, <laughs> I hope they don't reduce the worlds because I think it will just negatively affect that potential that they have of you know organically just making the wilderness good and and that, that'll bring in players uh by themselves i don't think that they should uh, restrict wilderness access to specific worlds but i do appreciate that this is like part of their goal of just getting more people like similarly to the removal of pvp worlds is that they want there to be more people in the wilderness and if you restrict how many worlds are able to access it then you're I guess artificially, you know, making it appear that there's more people in the wilderness, but just the concentration. I, yeah, yeah, but uh, I think it, less overall. It would, it would have, uh, you know, on top of like the PVM stuff that uh, talked about, like black chins would uh, get to be really rough. The uh, the altar, the chaos altar, um, you know, it would just not be good in that aspect. So I, I, I don't think that they should do this. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm also not really a fan at all. In, indeed, kind of just make wilderness better, and it'll sort itself out. All right. So one of the things they talked about was removing um, high-risk worlds and replacing them by 
very high risk worlds. So dying on those worlds um, would result in the loss of all items, regardless if you're scalded or not, to create a risk heavy and exciting opportunities. What do you think about uh, this proposal? Could theoretically be good because right now high risk is just you know you have all of your stuff, your three items that you keep, and then you basically just like keep your spec weapon in most cases. But here it's like guaranteed risk. That's it's quite interesting. There would always be risk. Uh, I'd be interested to see how it goes, but I, I'm really not sure how in favor of it. Like actual PKers are, so I guess we'll hear about that. Um, sorry, was that me? Um, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I don't mind personally. So I, as a, as someone that has risk fought a lot over the years and such in PV worlds and stuff, um, doesn't really change or affect me that much. I think. I think it could be confusing potentially for a lot of people in the wilderness if they go in there and they're always expected to always keep their their free items at least. At least with the high risk world right now, it grays out the protect items, so it makes it very clear. Um, I think this could potentially be negative because a lot of people would maybe hop to these worlds and be like, "Oh no, I didn't know I was going to lose everything. I've lost my free items that I meant to protect in every other world," and then it just again breeds further hate for the the the. The, the wilderness in general or pvp in general if people with people that don't want to be there necessarily or are going there and don't think they're gonna lose their items i don't know i don't know what really pushed this to be honest um i guess some people will get annoyed by unscullers and that in the wilderness or in pvp but i mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't really mind that much to be honest it doesn't really affect me too much it, it sounds interesting but i think i don't think it would change that much i think it could potentially have a negative impact more so than a positive one I don't think there yeah. would be that much confusion about that, because right now, already, if you try to hop there, it gives you the message, like, are you sure this is what happens here? And then you'd be like, yes, no, yes, don't show me again. So as long as they reset that variable, I don't think that's a problem. I personally feel there's quite a few people that don't... Like, there's still people getting lured in uh, this current yeah, year, you know? There, there are. So I'd say that it's, it would probably be one of the biggest negatives from it. Overall, mm. I don't think it actually changes much at all because if you're PKing, you're going to be scold anyway, so you're going to lose everything anyway. Um, it would only probably negatively affect people who are unsculling that are killing, you know, PVM stuff. Or, uh, yeah, I don't think it would really change that much. So, personally, I don't think I'd, uh, I'd, I'd want it, and it'd probably just end up encouraging luring because of how different it would be compared to all the other worlds. Hmm. Yeah, I guess like hearing what you guys had to say about it kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I thought that it would be something that would be a little bit more fresh um, for PKers, but you guys make uh, some pretty good points talking about how it probably wouldn't change that much in actuality. So, I mean, I would say like if they if they throw one world in, I don't think it's really hurting anything, given that we have as many worlds that we do. Um, you know, talk about people getting lured, but yeah, um, the guy in the chat says right there, you can't balance around noobs. Like if you're true. out there, like some something like that, you know. And you know, obviously, this is only you know, like if you if you die, like if you're just like PVMing, um, you know, like outside of the wilderness it doesn't really matter because you're i'd imagine your stuff would still be there for the death mechanics but you know like for the wilderness if you're hopping around in the wilderness you gotta you know you should know 
what's going on with yeah. the world. You, but yeah, you should. But I think it's really interesting, actually. You know how earlier we were talking about that um skeleton thing where they're going to change it from level yeah. six to thirteen to make it easier for noobs. But then on the flip side, the they do something like this, which like Max and I have, have said, uh -huh. it, it would it could potentially like lead to loads of people getting lured or loads of people losing their stuff and getting really upset and quitting. I, and I know that obviously the game if it was uh, PvP worlds. Yeah, if it was PvP world, it'd be probably uh, quite a big issue too. I guess if in the wilderness, yeah, you're right. Wilderness you, you luring isn't that big. Don't bring stuff in, but... That's PvP Because um, yeah. the, the, the way I see it, if you literally think what the difference is between a high-risk world and a very high-risk world, currently, you risk everything if you're scold anyway, so this literally only impacts the people who are unscold. Exactly. And that is pretty much just PvMers. And they're not... Well... They might be bringing good plus ones, but if they knew this, they'd just be bringing black dehyde anyway and wouldn't skull. So you'd so pretty much you'll, be getting the... you'll have higher risk even if you're not in a fight yet. Because now yeah. you know, people will have more incentive to rush you. Yeah, that, yeah it, it really doesn't change much at all. Okay. Alright. Here. So, on then to the moving of clan wars and last man standing into the wilderness. Um, from what they said, they're currently quite out of the way in the desert. We'd like to move the lobbies for these mini-games to the wilderness, like when Clan Wars was introduced uh, in the other RuneScape. The lobby would be a safe area, reachable via teleport, and likely positioned to the west or southwest of the Graveyard of Shadows. Our intention is to create a new hot spot for, of activity in the low-level wilderness. So... What do, you, what do you guys think about them trying to relocate it? And I, I don't know if they're saying, like, but like both the clan wars and last man standing will be in the same location or if they would maybe separate them. I mean, I know that they talk about West Southwest graveyard of shadows. I don't know if that's putting them both there or not, but I don't yeah. know. either way, what's your opinion? So there's, there's stuff here that we gotta be careful. What we say, cause we've heard of their ideas for what they want to do with those pieces of content as well. Or updates that we, that they've not mentioned in the blog. So I'm gonna try and keep this brief. So I don't accidentally say the wrong thing. I think, I think I like the idea of putting safe zones in the wild. I think that is awesome. For example, back in pre-EOC, we had two major hotspots, which I loved, which was Fog, Fist of Guthix's Bank, which was level 9 wilderness or 7 wilderness just north of Varrock, which basically it was in a, a multi-way combat zone as well. So it meant that a lot of clans, and back in, in my peak era of enjoying PvP and RuneScape in like 2008, 9, 10, in VH worlds and PvP worlds, it was just always really busy because you could walk outside, there'd be lots of fights going on, you could join your clan and then it'd be like a quick pit stop almost to like uh, bank, get supplies, and then go for another little trip around the wilderness. Um, so they wanted, where was it again? West, southwest of the Graveyard of Shadows. Yeah, and where it was before, uh, pretty much. Yeah, so. Do you know what level that, wilderness that would be, approximately? It's like 18, -ish, 17, 18. Yeah. So I'm looking on the map right now. What I suggested to them was I don't know if you guys know the, the phrase Sperm Hill. You give a clan back in the day. <laughs> You no. Look at the. I don't know if you're in RuneScape right now. Look at the oh, minimap and go to Karalanga, um, which is like level twenty or something, where the Chaos Altar is, like northeast of the Chaos Altar. And there's a big lava. There's a bit of lava base there, right? And um, it looks like a bit of a, a sperm on the minimap, basically. I'll try and take a picture of it on my client as well and put it in the Twitch chat for those that are watching live. Um, People peeking all, all horned up. Basically, east of that that place there is the Green Dragons, right? Which obviously is like a hugely botted area. So Clan Wars used to be just west of that, uh, north of that Laren's Chest that's there, and that basically acted as a hotspot because it it meant that people would like you know people would 
noobs would go to to the green dragons, and then noob PKers would kill those bots, or they'd kill the the noobs that were trying to kill the green dragons. And as a result, uh, better PKers would kill them. And, and there was a multi zone there as well, so it'd uh, be, be clans peeking around there too to get easy kills on on low level PKers as well. I, I really I love stuff like that, like Mage Bank as well. Make Mage Bank good again. Um, putting little hotspots, little places to bank. It also means that because what right now a lot of players are like. Um, feel forced into wilderness because they've got no way of really fighting back or no real way of standing a chance versus PKers. But if there were these places that you could bank, and it wasn't literally a situation where if you're level 40 wilderness like at Callisto and you get TB'd, you're 100% dead because what are you going to do? Run all the way down to level 1? Like, I guess that's part of the risk versus reward of being in the wild. But I would I would love to encourage or have more ways where P PVMers would be able to escape and would be able to fight back and it would more so become a, uh, a, a fairer fight in a way. Um, because right now, I feel like they're at a very big disadvantage when they get hit by a PKR because they've got supplies on them and they can't, they've got nowhere to really go. So I, I'm in favor of stuff like this in general. I think it's really cool. Um, this one in particular, the place they've, they've mentioned it, I don't know if that one would be that great. I mean, there are green dragons just north, I guess, which Do might work think... similarly to the ones, but there's already a Karolanka teleport, so people can get there pretty easily anyway. Do you think that they should have Last Man Standing in one location and Clan Wars in another, or do you think that they should both kind of be tied into the same safe spot area? I mean, I mean, yeah, they they could they could put them in different places. Like I said, the more the, the more the better, in my opinion, more places to escape for for PVMers and such, and uh, make the wilderness not necessarily like safer for everyone, but just fairer. So, like, if you get hit by a massive team, if they're going to keep the instant PJ mechanics the way they are, it's not a case where you're getting TB'd and having like fifty people you've got to tank. It's a case where you've got to survive for a few minutes without dying and to get to the closest like hub, so to speak. It would it would completely change the wilderness and how it works, but I think it would bring more positive than negative. And it's, an, and it's a better way to really check to really please everyone, as opposed to straight up putting in like a 10-second PJ timer, for example, which just completely nullifies any kind of single team content and such. Um, just an idea. I really like this idea. I think that it's like more so than the like removal of PvP worlds and restricting access. Like this, I think, is a much better way of like getting more people like um, naturally into the wilderness and yeah. have a lot of more positive impact on the game. Um, with the area that they have in it, you know, being around around like eighteen wilderness, you said, you know that that almost is like creating that uh, same bracket that uh, like PvP, PvP worlds. worlds give. So. You can kind of see like what the um, whole like plan that they had, you know, that that I got like, let me like whether or not PKers agree with everything that they're coming out with. Like you can like clearly see based on all the ideas that they have that like everything was kind of like together, um, like and, you know, all ideas were intertwined with each other and based off of, you know, because like they wouldn't put this out in that location if they're, you know, PvP world wasn't part of a suggested removal. So they're trying to emulate that there, I think, is a good idea but yeah getting these out there is good uh, i think maybe an idea and let me know if it sounds awful or not is um so maybe put one of them in the you know graveyard of shadows area um like how awful would it be um to ha move one of them to like like lower level but like be in multi-combat wilderness um because I I, re, I recall I that like like know. like low level Varrock wilderness for a brief period many 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 years ago, um, there'd be people PKing there like 
would it be awful to have something like similar to that? Like almost like a mage bank feel, but in multi-combat? I think it, it depends, really. I used to Varrock PK for years, and it was one of my favorite types of PKing for years as well. And uh, yeah, the F Fist of Guthix thing really did encourage that. So maybe having something similar to that, quite low wieldy, could encourage it. But at the same time, if 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 they put it in and then no activity resulted from it, then they'd probably want to move it pretty soon because the whole benefit of this is it allows people to tank to certain areas, essentially. So they could have one somewhat deep wieldy and then some one at the Graveyard of Shadows or whatever. But they have to be really careful with balancing because if you're okay at tanking and you only have to tank like, I don't know, like 10 mini-maps or something, you should be fine. So they have to be, yeah, it's going to take a lot of uh, careful planning to not make it too OP, so no one dies, if that makes sense. Because these days it is very easy yeah. if you've got a bulwark and some decent tank gear to just chuck on melee prayer and just run and just sip on bruise and be fine. What What do you think about my suggestion, so about, like, rather than putting in a straight-up PJ timer, like having those escapes and such? Do you think that would potentially, like you mentioned a minute ago, about the bulwark and things being really easy to get away, maybe that would also result in further balancing, rebalancing, to make them not as overpowered, because there would actually be reasonable escapes, whereas right now, things like the bulwark, they are overpowered, but it's like the only defense people yeah. really have against singles teams. Um, I don't know. Well, it's funny, when I, was, when I read this about Clan Wars and moving it to the wilderness, I was thinking this is like an alternate adding a PJ timer, because... Yeah, it makes tanking teams a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, I, I I do agree with what you said, and I think it would be uh, it would be pretty good uh, as an alt alternate for that. Just I'm, depends on the positioning. I'm yeah. still quite undecided. Like I, I I hear the potential positives, but for me, like the biggest thing would just be able to quickly get to a good spot to fight and whatnot, because. It's not just a safe area that we're talking about. It's a mini game. Like, I think you should, you know, be at the area of a mini game to do the mini game. And it's not like in the actual wilderness. It's still, you know, segregated, safe. So, what's the point? True. It just seems like yeah. it would be mostly interacting an with artificial... green dragons. Yeah, it's like an artificial way of putting people into the wilderness that potentially don't want to be be there again, um, which might result into further like luring and stuff. People just want to play the mini game, but now they're in the wild. Yeah, yeah, like again. like remember that um, like the stalling uh, is a thing. People get lured like that in PvP world already. You know, like they're in, they look like they're one place, but they've actually moved. I feel like a lot of people are gonna get lured from that. I don't know if it's gonna be a net positive. Like again, I, I hear the potential, but you get lured, you deserve it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's some fair points. All right, so I took out um, two questions on Last Man Standing. Um, we're going to move to the next one here that's on the redesigning of bosses. So we're not happy with the quality of bosses such as Callisto, Vedian, and Venonatus. We'd like to give them actual mechanics and relocate them to suitable areas. We envisage a winding series of tunnels and chambers connecting the bosses with various cave entrances in the wilderness overworld. Increasing the challenge offered by the bosses would also pave the way for buffing the drops and rewards offered. So, 
that's that was their thoughts on the wilderness bosses. Do you think that the bosses need uh, re- redesigning like they are like this, um, or do you prefer them how they are now? And other than this one, would you have any other suggestions for how to redesign them? Um, and how do you okay, just feel so... about the bosses in general out there? So my experience with wilderness bossing is kind of limited. Um, I've done probably like 700 kills at Venonatus in my Iron Man with Crossbow, which is pretty broken. It's a really easy to safe spot and very safe. I've done a bit of Callisto in the past, again, using the safe spot or just going there and multi. But uh, what's the, there's that one that spawns the skeletals, skeleton. Vetian. I've never killed that because that looks crap. Uh, I've done a bit of Chaos Fanatic when that came out and got a 24k pair. That was fun. I, I think a lot of these bosses, like obviously, they want to, I guess, make it more worthwhile to do and increase the drop tables and stuff. But the thing is, people have camped this these bosses for so many years now, and uh, it's a little too late, right? It's almost a little too late, yeah, because they've all got pets associated with them, which like is six part years of pet hunting six grind years and old stuff. Content as well. Six years now, my gosh. So and there's enough in the economy that it really won't change as much as you know, yeah. Yeah. I I would prefer to see. I wouldn't mind a little bit of rebalancing on them. But I think too much and like basically redesigning them would have more negative effects than positive for a lot of people. I would prefer to see them put that time into actually developing new bosses, to be honest, to add new content to the wilderness and uh, increase more locations to go to, create more hotspots and um, create more uniques and, and more interesting stuff. Um, I think at this point, it's just it's almost too late in a way to, uh, to re- redesign them because of how, how long they've been out, like we said before. Um, and I'm much, I'm much rather see some, yeah, some uniqueness, like some new stuff coming in. To be honest, it's hype and and uh, more interesting. That's, that's a, my opinion. That was a good point about like kind of being a little late for for that. But at the same time, I, I still think it's a really good idea just because of how broken they are. It's not very good content in its own right. I think they should definitely you know try to make sure that they can't be safe spotted. And I, I would love for. You know, to see it actually be used, um, like the the tunnel idea. That's that's interesting, but um, I know a bit a big thing would be like it might be a little ugly, but obviously that's being semi square rooms to avoid safe spots. But um, y'all remember back? I think it was like twenty fourteen ish, maybe fifteen. I don't know. Um, Alfred made a little tunnel for Venonatus that they were thinking about doing this way back then. That'd be nice to see that be used or something like that. I think uh, the Venonatus one would be moved to the Spider Hill up in like 40 Wilderness with the Sapphire spawn. After reading a bit of Twitch chat, to be honest, people like reminding me that there are those stupid random one-hit mechanics that are broken. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. That's, also, yeah, that's yeah. also a big to, thing. I, to I, be I, fair. I, I hate that those are a thing like for Venonatus and Callisto, that it just has random one-hit stuff. Yeah, for, for those, I mean, the same, I said I'd rather see new bosses, but at the same time, I think... If they were to like yeah, remove things like that, ignore stuff like yeah, that. If they if they slightly rework them and and change the drop tables slightly and such and like if, if it's still around the same kills per hour for the people that are doing things like pet hunts and stuff like that doesn't devalue them, then for all, by all means, yeah, sure, go for it. I just I just would prefer to see, like I said before, new bosses there rather than an entire redesign and rework of the the current ones. But... Yeah, something interesting to think of though is you know having them reworked in such a manner that. Um, Skill comes more into play, you know, like obviously not guaranteed damage because, well, first of all, it'd be more enjoyable to do. I think you'd really benefit from being good, not just you know, RNG or whatever. 
but um, that would also kind of incentivize staying longer and you'd have more risk on you. I think that would be healthy. Yeah. yeah. With, with what you guys have said, it ties in perfectly to what I was thinking. Uh, so I love this idea and my thoughts would be, you know, Theatre of Blood, there's the spider, I think it is. And Necklace. it changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to change your style yeah. of attack. Oh. And I think if they did something like that, so you can outplay it, and you have to use different types of uh, different types of styles to mm-hmm. kill it, that could be really good because then you could, for example, if you went in Tribrid to go kill it, you could kill that, and then you, you could, could also world. fight people oh, that come to you. Yeah, yeah, you that's could kill, kill people who can't try and compete with you. Then you could go back to killing it. Uh, everyone could do it. Um, I just and think you're always really susceptible to some sort of PK. Yeah, and you can also protect yourself as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that could be a really interesting idea that they could perhaps do, and that would eliminate the random hits. You could you could actually fight it properly, get your prayers right, and get your gear right, and you're fine. I think it'd be really interesting. Big brain mate. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like that. I think it's unfortunate that they have been in the game for six years, and they have been essentially broken for the whole six years that they've been out, so... Like the random one hit KOs suck. The idea that the like the actual most efficient way of killing them is by like safe spotting them. And in like some cases, like uh, I know for like Vedion, you have to like lure it to a certain spot to where like it's like not really mm-hmm. even safe spotting, but it's just like standing there motion, just not attacking. You're not really safe. So like there's a lot of really, really, really bad mechanics for it. And yeah, I think that they should be updated, but at the the key they need to um when they redesign it, try to make sure that the amount of kills per hour are still similar to what they are currently. I mean, I know that they talked about, you know, possibly buffing drops and rewards. I think that increasing the money is fine as so long as the kills per hour are the same, you know, yeah. for pet purposes. That's strong gray. Alright, uh, next we got... It goes, it goes a little into like the intention of how they were originally come out was that they were supposed to be like they roamed the wilderness. It's just an issue of like their wander range and like their aggro range, how those work together. That's why they're safe spot. Like, although you could tweak that and that'd be a little bit of a fix, yeah, again, I'd just rework the whole, yeah. Alright, um, so... The next thing that they talked about was the wilderness PJ timer. They said we understand oh, that we, we understand that lone PKers would likely want a wilderness PJ timer added to single way combat areas, whereas PKers and clans might prefer it to remain as it currently is. They're open to implementing one, whether in the whole wilderness or just in certain areas. Do you think they? So, do you guys think that they should add this or not? Should it be like in certain areas or not? Certain worlds or not? What what kind of feedback uh, you guys got? Um, so, for the longest time, I have been of the opinion that single-way combat should promote single-way combat, and it should be 1v1 predominantly. At the same time, I, I understand that, like Max mentioned before, there are a lot of players that solely play the game to, like, single-clan PK and do single-run-ins and kind of PK with friends. It's an MORPG, so I understand that. Um, I, th- I think either way, whatever happens here, you can't please everyone. Uh, it's a, it's a really difficult situation i think by putting on some worlds and not others or whatever can become convoluted and become a little bit confusing for some players too but if that's what's going to have to happen to please everyone then then albeit um 
I, I don't really PK Deep Wilderness, to be honest, and the reason I don't do it is because of the, the clans, but I guess I'm a streamer, so because I'm streaming, I'm at much higher risk to get stream sniped to be hit by teams and stuff. I guess it's not the same for the average player. But uh, I, I, I do believe that having some kind of elongated PJ timer to give solo players a bit of a a better chance to survive would overall increase activity and increase enjoyment for everyone because more solo pl players wanting to go deep wilderness and wanting to go to the wildy in general to PK means more people PKing, which means more action for the clans too. So it, it does benefit everyone, in my opinion. But trying to get that across to the single teams that solely want to continue their, their single wave PK and they've done for many, many years now. Quite rightly, that's what that's like what, what they play the game for, fair play. It's it's a difficult one. I, I really don't have a like a concrete answer to this of what is the best thing for the game, to be honest. It's uh it's a really difficult one. I think Mank's yeah. got a better probably understanding than I do since he does a lot more deep wilderness PKing than I do recently. I don't know. It it really depends, yeah. If if Overall, for the game, potentially making there be a PJ timer would be better. But I mean, if they put it in half the worlds, for example, what you'd probably have is PVMers going to the world where teams can roam around because there should be less PKs, and then the the individual solo PKs that want to PK and fight other PKs going to the PJ timer worlds. So it could kind of work if they had it as fifty fifty. And it might make PVMers happy because they might get attacked by normal PKs less, and it might make solo PKs happy because then they can actually fight people without getting PJ'd by huge teams. Have like, but um, even for even separated by evens and odds, like worlds. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think they could do that, and it could potentially work. But I know every time this topic's come up, and I've suggested a PJ timer or anything like that, a lot of the teams aren't very happy shit, with it. Dude. Yeah, they like so. Take it so personally, like you're a moron. You don't even PK and all this stuff. It's like you only you only want this to, to to you know benefit yourself and all that kind of stuff. Like as a streamer, you just want to be able to not get attacked by teams and stuff. That's the wildy. Just deal with it. It's the way it's always been. Yeah, it's kind of I, I see it now as if if you want the wilderness to stay the same and and just solely twenty v one people, fair enough. But if you want to, the wilderness to like have uh, more activity and actually fight people, then I think a change does need to happen. But then again, it could this the, the change of having um clan wars and LMS in the wilderness could change that as well, you know. So there are so many factors, aren't there? Like I, yeah. I, I personally do believe that the the lack of a PJ timer or rather the instant PJ mechanic we've got is partly the reason why there aren't any silly PKs left in the wilderness. But then there are so many factors, obviously, like you said about the the different hotspots and stuff that could potentially increase activity that maybe that's more so the problem why the wilderness is dead. It's it's all down to interpretation of different opinions and yeah. personal opinions about it. So it's a it's a really hard one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of like no longer PJ timer as well. I, I'm very much in the same mindset as you in the whole like single PKing means single PKing. I think if you want to still be able to do that, you need to risk you know people not being stupid, like being like, hey. If they're trying to do this, maybe I can try to log out. Like if it's only like slightly longer than the log out timer. Yeah. Like imagine you have like a couple ticks to log out before they trade. They again. Yeah. Then yeah, I think as well. Like even if there was a slightly elongated PJ timer, or if there was a ten second PJ timer, or whatever it was. Yeah, I'd be like that would... at least. Yeah, there would always. 
still be a big advantage of having a team. Like that's not going to go away. Like PKing with your friends and having a TBer or having people that can hit NPCs is always going to be more beneficial than solo PKing. It's just right now and for the, for many many years now, it's it's just been too much of an advantage with single clans, which is obviously like I said potentially resorted in the the lack of people wanting to go deep wilderness and solo PK because it's just just not at all solo friendly. But yeah, like we said before, their, their rebuttal is. Well, that's the way the wilderness is. If you don't like it, don't PK. And I'm just really not a big fan of that kind of play. The whole single clans doing that. I just, I really don't like the idea. It just doesn't sit with, well with me. I just thought, for Dead Man, there's a PJ timer, isn't there? So that PJ timer, you still get clans like yeah, falling into people. Like still really um, beneficial. And it, yeah, it's still, it still is a big thing in Dead Man mode. So maybe, maybe that's a good example of it could actually work. Because you have, you have basically one tick of freezing someone and hugging the tree to log out. So you yep. still have to be skillful to lo- to to escape people to an extent. But um, yeah, no, I think it could actually work. All right, good stuff. Um, one of the other things that they posted about was onboarding for new PVPers. They said that they'd like to introduce a tutorial type piece of content for players. Who are new to the wilderness or in mini games like Last Man Standing, they'd focus on introducing players to concepts like switching gear, attack styles, and prayers. Do you guys think this is a good idea, or do you think that uh, a tutorial of such like this would be too hard to teach, and that uh, PvP should more so just be learn as you fail? I watched when LMS came out with their updated version. I watched so many PVMers doing it and absolutely loving it. And they were actually pretty good and they they stuck with it and got even better. And I think if they did have something like this where you could fight a bot that automatically changes prayers and stuff and you have to do it correctly otherwise they'll beat you. I think that'd be quite good and I think it would show people the potential fun you can actually have with PKing. Because in the past I feel like so many people haven't had the opportunity because they've been so focused on being efficient and getting to their favorite PVM monsters that they haven't given it a go. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think something like this would be really interesting and it could encourage a lot more people to actually do it. Yeah, I fully agree. I am. I had one of my subscribers in the chat earlier mentioning about how much I like the Nilo boss. <laughs> so in TOB, there's a boss. Um, where there's like all these little crabs that what spiders over they are that walk around and you fight a big boss that every I think it's twelve ticks or something it changes form and it can never be the same form twice and the color color response uh, corresponds to uh, which attack style you can use and which attack style it uses so like mage is, is blue is mage uh, green is range and and the gray ones uh, melee and you've got to obviously change your preemptively change your overheads and then change your gear as well and you get like two hits in or whatever it is and it's, it's this cycle and I feel like PvP, PvM, and skilling are so... Obviously, they all operate on the same you know, um, tick system, the 0.6 second tick system. And there's so much similarities between the, that trifecta of RuneScape. And through playing my Iron Man, I've learned so much more about the game, like learning to prayer Flixar or learning how to do TOB or, or even skilling methods as well. Like I did a, like a year or two ago, I started doing Hunter. And uh, I never really enjoyed skilling the game. I'll be honest, I'm not like the biggest skilling fan still. But I remember learning the free tick Hunter method or the one point fight or the one tick one when you like place down the trap then walk underneath it quickly then click it then move away and like i got hooked and i was gonna do like a six hour stream 
ended up doing like a 25 hour session of just catching chinchompers. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere, dude. Legit. There and that was is. like, there was that moment where I was like, ah, so this is why people like skilling. <laughs> and, then I, and then I got. And then I got that with uh, PVM as well. When you start learning like PVM methods and you want to be tick efficient and you want to like do things on the right game scene. When, when you do it and you're learning, you see that improvement. It's such a nice feeling and uh, such a sick sense of achievement. And I think so many people don't, haven't tried it in PVP because there's such a hard way in. Like no one really understands. There's so much to it. Whereas with, with skilling and with, with PVM, because everything follows the same pattern, it can be understandable very easily because a lot more easily because you know you just you kind of when you get it you get it because you know it's always going to be the same thing whereas pvp is always different you got to be like you know doing what you're putting uh, thinking about what your opponent's doing etc it's all dynamic i think if they grew on things like the nilo boss and uh or even like incorporated s s some way of um uh like the, the tick manipulation stuff like in skilling that was because that, that can be done like pvp too like switching like freeway switches and stuff like that i think if, the, if they can find that that way of bringing PVMers or bringing skillers where they identify that it's very similar and, it, and they realize they get the same satisfaction from doing it, that's when they've like got that golden lottery ticket kind of thing. That's when they've, they've, uh, they've broken through. And that's the hardest, I think, part for anyone trying to get into different areas of the game. It's that there is just no way in. It's kind of very much you've got to just learn it. And uh, I know for us, obviously, playing the game our whole lives, we've had many years to practice, many years to get into it and to, and to you know, master all of these different techniques. But for new players, unless they play for years, they're just not going to get it. So I'm, I'm all for them putting dev time into making something like Nylacus Bosses that teaches hybriding or teaches the understanding. Because like, like very, very similarly, actually, to skilling, for example, like the crossbow and the mage uh, spells are all five tick cycle. So it is very similar, like skilling, where like you get into this pattern of you know what you're going to do, you know when you're going to do it. And then you've got to like kind of think like, what's your opponent going to do? Are you going to be able to fake them out before your bolt is about to hit? And it's uh, it's really interesting how um how similar they all are. I never really realized that until I I made my Iron Man and and got really stuck into that. So yeah, I think Nerglas are ticks. Funnily enough, you think what? Sorry, they're they're ticks. Funnily enough, are they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. I really love this idea and I think that they should put a lot of effort into this because I think that for people to get like for me, for example, I can't imagine how many times like for, for, for me to just get to an adequate point of being able to be a PVP or where I'm not dying to every single person every single time. Just like the learning experience for that would probably be so awful that like I, I and probably other people that are trying to get in, would be trying to get into PVP would just be completely turned off because of how difficult it may be to get to like because there are i mean so many PKers that are just so fucking good the yeah. like if, if i were to get matched you know meet meet either of you guys in the wilderness it's over like you know um nothing i can do about it so if there could be just anything to try to teach people on how they can begin to just get better at the actual p pvp aspect whatever kind of resources they can do, like you talked about, to uh, give people better understanding and uh, just a w way to kind of guide people to learn PvP would be a fantastic idea because that's going to be how you're going to draw more and more people uh, to yeah. do PvP. So I think that would be real good. I mean, there was, there was a lot of success with LMS, I think, and it's still like quite active now as something like that, which has very little risk um or there's no risk obviously and the only risk or the only investment is really your time um and then the rewards you get based on your like how good you do if you're winning games you get more points if you're killing people you get more points 
I think something like that. Because right now, if you want to get into PvP, you're right. You you go against people, you just get stomped because they've they're just nerds that have been doing it for too long, and you're mm-hmm. trying to get into it and stuff. So, um, it's very discouraging. Discouraging. Whatever else in the game, obviously that's another separate problem itself with the the death mechanics and stuff, which they're fi- finally trying to sort out. But if you're losing like hundreds of thousands of gold every death, or even just in supply costs, like I mentioned earlier, you're losing 70k in supplies every time if you want to learn to go into PvP for every inventory, you're going to cripple your bank pretty quickly. And it's an MMO, like you want progress, don't you, in your character. You don't want to see your your bank dwindling away. And I guess it comes to a point where, obviously, there is that incentive to want to do the content for the content. You have fun doing it. But there needs to be some kind of a, a reward too, in a way, for your just time investment. Um, yeah, in like a safe a safe manner like LMS has, or like the Nylacast boss has, or someone in the chat said Demonic Gorillas has. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very big fan of this. Because, um, yeah, right now people, yeah, as Randy said, they would just kind of try it out, get face rolled, and just completely stop. They're like, I'm not interested in this. Like, I'm especially more into it now, like reading that description of it, that like that actually sounds like quite useful. And I think it would probably be best to have it something like an NPC with the different mechanics like that, uh, like y'all were talking about. I think that would be quite effective and drawing some uh, some interests for people to play with, know what they're doing, and then go experiment with some sort of underlying understanding of how everything works. Was there anything else like PvP? Re- I, I know I had to delete a couple questions. We've been having some real good discussion. I didn't want to oh, God, podcast. Time? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want us to go on for like you know like, dude. Like we're first. Like we're we're actually lucky. Dan and uh, sw- like Dan was sick yeah, in the game. I didn't think we'd go on this long, even and, with them. And the game uh, broke, so Sween had to leave two minutes before the start. Cause shit, if we had ever, like. <laughs> Probably would have been like <laughs> over three and a half hours, even including like the ones that I deleted. So, was there anything um, that we didn't touch on in relation to PvP uh, that you guys wanted to just talk about at all? And maybe we're um, missing. There was uh, so again. I gotta be careful. What we can and can't say, but I do recall them saying on the Q and A last week that um, that they are looking to host a dead man mode or twisted league or something or a king of the skill, something of the sort. To take to, to take full effect of everyone being from home, um, oh. and to give people something to do. So I, I think I think early next week um, or mid next week they're going to kind of sit down and let us know what their options are with that respect. And uh, obviously, I'm, I want <laughs> I want DMM to come back, but whatever happens, that's something to look forward to. So uh, that should be really exciting. Um, yeah. Apart from that, I think it's yeah. I think we covered covered pretty vast array of, of subjects to be honest yeah no i agree with that um quite happy with what we've covered and we've actually come up with a few good ideas i think they could implement um so hopefully someone from jagex listens to it um i'm sure there's plenty of things that ian and i would love to talk about for pvp but we probably shouldn't get into it because we could sit in a call and talk for hours man tonight about <laughs> dead man mode and pvp stuff dude yeah but we, yeah we probably shouldn't but no it's been <laughs> been fun yeah, been awesome having you guys on. I appreciate uh, you guys coming in. You know, it was just you know a bunch of scalers here talking about PvP updates. How much actual uh, like good discussion? <laughs> well, well, it would also be uh, with a, lo- a lack of experience and information. So, oh, yeah. you know, getting ma- um, 
and Ian for you having you guys on. Really loved having you guys on. Before we go here, um, you know, what have you guys been up to during the podcast? And shout out your social media as well. Oh God, you're gonna really hate me for this, but I, I've been bank Plug standing, dude. <laughs> I should have I should have logged into my Iron Man and like done some, I don't know, farm runs or something or just AFK'd something, but I've been on my pure just walking around. Uh, <laughs> Foe's got a 15-year anniversary today, so I got invited to come say hello. Oh. I walked up to them and said, hey, congrats, 15 years. That's cool to hear that PvP clans are still going on. Um, I can ask you a question as well. What, what would you get you guys into PvP? I mean, obviously, I know you're very hardcore skillers. You're going for, you know, high ranks and want to get 200 mil all when that's over or or would you consider doing pvp or what would like properly grasp you like deadman mode is that appealing to you anymore and uh yeah um so for me i i'm about two years or so away from 200 mil all um may anywhere between so like 20 to 24 months depending on how much i'm playing but after that like i do honestly want to like retire from runescape um but you know, oh, really? no, yeah, uh, I mean, but no one ever really quits RuneScape, but <laughs> you know, um, but I think that, um, with me, I don't know how, um, you know, like, as I talked about before, like if I were to like get into PVP, I think that it would be through things like the, um, like, um, the bounty hunter, you know, like seeing, um, you know, like I guess competing almost on the high score is like for bounty hunter kills, you know, something like that. Um, or like something like that, and the onboarding for new PVPers, if they were to make that something that could like was understand like you could understand and get into really well, it would be a good idea. Someone mentioned in the chat like there are like there are guides for like how to skill and how to PVM that are like broken down and are like make a whole lot of sense. Whereas it's much more difficult to teach PVPing. Um, so if it was something that you know I could like be able to pick up on easy, I think that that would. Uh, be what would most get me into it but i don't know like i don't think that i'm gonna get into any kind of pvp after 200 mil all kind of like and, and it, it sounds awful but like kind of like the way that i'm looking at it is like if i wanted to do like pvp stuff i would like more so focus on like games that are like pvp like like not that call yeah. of duty is you know but like you. you know something like that i don't know I don't know about Abra, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite similar. Like either basically retirement or like I'm playing Iron Man. I'm not really interested in PKing that much. Fair play. Fair enough. Um, have you shouted out your uh, socials? Oh god, yeah. At Ian Spam on Twitter, twitch.tv slash pure spam and youtube.com forward slash pure spam. If you want to keep up to date with my content, come say hello. Um, DMs are open. Feel free to message me if you want to have a discussion oh. about stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I've had an absolute blast talking about RuneScape for a few hours. I've, I've not done a podcast in such a long time, so I'm really glad I've had the opportunity to uh, to chat to you guys about something we're all passionate about, especially during this um this whole situation, the whole lockdown. Hmm. Nice to be uh, social. I've been worse than Ian, and I'm not even logged into RuneScape right now. However, <laughs> I've, I've you know that that guy is though in Discord of someone gmauling someone out. I've I think I've watched that about three hundred times now. Just on well, it, It's just been on loop, yeah. Just just been watching constant G mauling, which has been quite enjoyable. Um, but uh, my socials twitch.tv forward slash manked. I'm actually starting a new series in a couple of days, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then Twitter. Any any details my... on the new series, or is it going to be a new surprise? series? 
You know what? Go on then. I'll, I'll do. It's basically a combination of Bronze Man mode from Ronan. Um, kind of. Oh, Siri just popped off. Kind of a combo of Sea Engineers Hardcore PvP World thing, and uh, yeah, it it should just be a lot of fun. And then, uh, yes, and uh, sorry, Twitter is Manked Up Mage and my YouTube is Manked Up Mage as well. And yeah, again, thank you very much for having me on here. And I hope everyone stays safe and has enjoyed. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's been a nice podcast. And I didn't know until like a couple of weeks ago, we have a spreadsheet of all the stuff podcast related. I'm that was the... that was new. I made that uh, board on yeah, a yeah, lun- yeah, yeah. lunch break at work. Yeah. So um, on there, I-, I learned that besides Jens and uh Caleb, I'm the person that's been on the podcast the most, so that's pretty cool. How how many uh, how many have you been on? <clears throat> oh, this this will be number seventeen. All right, good shit. Yeah, it's good stuff. No, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's very very fun. But anyways, um, I've just been AFKing, fishing at the pond, and some rune dragons. And then I I haven't streamed for a while, so I feel a little bad sh- uh, shouting that. But you know, it's the same as the iGen, just average two three eight, and then uh, Twitter. Um, append it with underscore rs and there you go all right uh you guys follow me on twitter randalicious rs twitch randalicious follow the hexus account on twitter at hexus and on uh, the next hexus podcast we'll be looking to have it uh depending on how um i mean i know that we're going to be hitting a low here uh in terms of content that come out so we might be um looking to wait off and have it uh about like three weeks for the next podcast but um you know, I'll be sure to update everyone with what's going on on Twitter, um, where you can follow the Hexus account. We'll be posting updates on when that's going to be, and we'll post it ahead of time. Um, with this podcast, we've now surpassed over 100 different unique guests on the podcast, so it's been pretty awesome. And, you know, th- thank you for everyone for tuning in, um, and I'll have the, for those of you who are watching the Twitch and have maybe tuned in late, I'll um, have it uploaded onto YouTube. It'll be up... Uh, tomorrow morning uh you'll be able to view it on all other podcast platforms so thank you everyone for tuning in please practice social distancing proper hygiene check check your (laughs) posture stay hydrated and uh stay safe god bless (laughs) see you guys